Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast, episode number 148. This is our year-end wrap-up, right, Neil? It is. It's our best albums of the year. Um, yeah, it seems just like five seconds ago since we did uh, did our last one. Very ramshackle. Very ramshackle best of. That's um, us. And, we always, and, of course, you always find new ones at the in the following year that you missed and blah, blah, blah. But anyway... You can reach, a, reach us, of course, at Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail or Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. Join our Facebook group where we show pictures of our records to each other and uh, other obscene things. things. Yes, indeed. So we, have a, so we have with us today our most frequent guest. And honestly, I don't even think – so we have Ricky with us, my old former co-worker at Punk News. And I don't think Ricky even really qualifies as a guest anymore. I think Ricky is basically like a an additional panelist at this point, right, Neil? I think so. He's been – was this your fourth time, Ricky? So I think it's your full time. He's yeah, definitely, because, he's because definitely Yeah, because we did uh, the mid, uh, the halfway episode this this year. So and I think I've done <clears throat> two. I think this two. is four. Yes, yeah, is probably four. Wow. And, and I'm, listen, I'm honored. Like, uh, you know, you know, I'm uh, being on the podcast is something I'm, I I miss doing, re- um, you know, regularly. So I'm I'm pretty stoked as every time I come on. You guys know that. Neil, he's like like if we were Saturday Night Live, he would be like our Alec Baldwin. He's been on so often. As plus he as, as he yeah, as he shuts someone in the face. Randomly, yeah, randomly shoots people occasionally. Like, so he has I, that in common. Really don't want to be Alec Baldwin these days. <laughs> really, really don't. <laughs> well, you know, I couldn't resist Neil. I couldn't re- or couldn't resist Ricky taking a shot at both you and Alec Baldwin with a single shot. Talking of Alec Baldwin, oh, I, I watched I watched uh, I watched Team America. You've, you guys have seen Team America, right? Awesome. Yeah, is that yeah. the puppet one? Yes, it is. And Alec I've, heard the, I've heard the songs, but I've actually never watched it. it oh, it's so <laughs> funny. Dude, it's, it's so funny. So you should watch it. Interesting. <laughs> the only marionettes movie I like are those old horror movies. I think they were called... Uh, oh, what was that, Neil? that had the little guys that went around killing... Oh, I know what you, yeah, yeah, Puppet Master, Puppet Master, yeah, yeah, Puppet Master. No, but it's funny, the reason I bring up Alec Baldwin is, Alec Baldwin is like one of the characters in uh, Team America, he was like one of the bad guys who was helping the North Korean dictator, and uh, he was in charge of the uh, Film Actors Guild, or FAG. (laughs) It's such a funny movie, man. It is such a funny movie. Oh, cancel deal. Hey, I'm just telling you what it was called. Yeah, those guys are... Those guys are funny, you know. It's I mean, could once again, could that show come out today? I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Well, there's so much, there's so much funny stuff in that movie that we get it canceled today, and it was only like 15 <laughs> years ago, right? Right, Ricky? I don't know. Uh, I think it was like 2003 or four. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's almost a different world like, now. Ricky was in grade school. Uh, if it was 2004, I was in um middle school. Yeah, oh. it was 2004. Oh Jesus. So how what are you twenty eight, twenty nine now, Ricky? How old are you? I'm turning thirty on the, on January third. <clears throat> no kidding. Well, happy birthday, man! Three decades. Thank that's you. nice. Well, his birthday's yeah. his th- birthday's one day before mine. How about that? Oh, that's right. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I know you got a January birthday too. Oh man. Yep. I'm gonna go broke buying you guys gifts or not? Yeah, or not? Um, <laughs> you tight bastard. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you been up to, Ricky? How's life in the California sun? <clears throat> um, things are good. Uh, bought a, I mean, if uh buying records and uh i'm in a really good relationship right now um and uh oh you're getting to that age aren't you neil or aren't you ricky where you're thinking it's time to settle down huh i i mean it yeah i can definitely feel it i i unfortunately have not been able to go to shows um no just things have been really tight here and and it seems like a lot of people have been a lot of bands have just been sort of skipping la proper 
Um, I still have been doing um, a lot of uh, record stores. Um, you know, the new, I mean, one of the highlights of the year for me was going to the uh, Amoeba Music uh, opening. Um, uh, when they, because they, re, they relocated like about a mile or two away from the original. And, um, you know, there's, and uh, Radiation Records, I've been going down there like once every like two months down in Fullerton. <clears throat> that's been i've been finding some amazing stuff in uh, at that place especially i mail order and, from them all the time i think i've mail ordered from them numerous times yeah they got a good discogs yeah. site yeah it, they're they're really good and, and it's just overwhelming to go um digging in there and um just working and uh you know and you know just you know doing the uh the navel gazing thing on on the org every week and uh listen to you guys and just you know just kind of just being as involved as I can in this uh, in this in this world of, in this new world of ours. This crazy punk world. Well, it's funny because I know there's tons of shows going on in SoCal, Ricky. They're just too far from you, or because I know like yeah. the Axtar bands are real active. Like Long Beach is doing shows and stuff. You just it's too far to drive. It, you know what? I when I was um, when I was in my early twenties, I would go and do sixty miles, seventy miles to, for a show. But now, like things are just different, um, and uh yeah not not better it's just, it just and, and you know i and i know you have like listeners throughout like you know at least north america and, the, and probably like the world 60 miles in la is a very different 60 miles like in the midwest ah, it's actually exhausting yeah. it'll take me three hours to get to a show uh just one way Dude, and you, it's, you should try driving through chicago <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah but it's be like that except for 60 miles Can you imagine that trip we made through the north side of chicago we were ready to murder everyone and we'd only gone like half an hour yeah i really was ready to murder everyone that day as you can remember tom yeah, yeah. that that does kind of stink though ricky because we always you know we enviously look at what goes on in southern california like oh look at all these great shows but you know there just I, hasn't been like anything like that enticing um at least from what I've seen, that that's made me go, oh, I need to go there. I mean, I know the Raging Nathans are going to be here soon, I think. So maybe that'll happen because um, I've, I've never Probably seen like them. Probably a Tuesday but... night. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, and, you know, the, the COVID thing makes things tricky out here. So yeah. um, so I, I'm, I'm not really like – I don't feel like I've, I've been like, oh, uh, like I've been heartbroken that I've missed a show that I, I may have wanted to go to. Like, um, you know um, – there have been bands like in Long Beach that I've wanted to see, but I just I just didn't have the time. I've been working a lot more, um, and uh, yeah, so that's all right. Um, I'm still, you know, I still got a ton of records this year. Not ton, but you know, I I, I kept up with uh, um, my list at least. So I have most of the, most of the records on my end of the year list are I do have in some sort of physical form at least most of them. Yeah, that's cool. It's it's yeah. been a it's been a good year for that. Yeah, but, but we, you guys you, and you guys have been killing it. Getting the, these guests that you've been getting um, have been awesome uh, on your yeah, show. Yeah, we've had a good show. we've had a good run, man. We definitely have had a good run. And the funny thing is, we're actually starting to get. I guess our name is out there enough now that people are actually starting to come to us and ask us. Yeah, to, we, have ask a, us, you know, we have so a that's... ton of we have a ton of people on the list already for next year. Honestly, so yeah, nice. Neil and I got together in Chicago last weekend. We had our annual meeting of the minds. Actually, it's more than annual. We do it's it like every two months, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I well think it's, it's also like, really. I think it's really cool that you guys do like live shows at record stores. That's very, yeah, that was very fun. cool. That's fun. Oh, well, and that reminds me. I, th- I think our episode, our issue of Goldmine, um, that we're going to be in, I guess, first of the year. Yes. Yeah, first of the year. We're actually going to be in a real 
old magazine, like Goldmine magazine, right? The record, record collectors magazine. magazine. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, we our buddy Alan, shout out to Alan, man. He has been so good to us. It, it's amazing, Ricky, doing this podcast. The amount of people who have reached out to us and just want to help us with stuff. And I mean, we've got people that draw stuff for us and send us stuff. I mean, we have slip mats with our faces on and all this stuff. And it's just, it's, <laughs> it's really honestly kind of humbling. Well, well, I, I don't mean, know. The, the, I don't the, know the, how the, many the, people we've connected with, but we've connected with people at such a level that I'm just, it never ceases to amaze me. And I, I just, I, I, I know sometimes we're cocky jerks, but I mean, I, I honestly am very appreciative of the, the audience that we built. So it, it's cool. The, everywhere we I go, mean, everywhere and, we and, go, we meet someone, you know. Well, and and the Facebook group seems to be pretty fired. Yeah, too, it's pretty so. fun. It's pretty fun. If you're not easily offended, come check us out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. I'm sitting here right now, like trying to remember what my last couple top top tens were. I'm I'm like really struggling with it. What do you mean, but, like uh, the one from last year? No, like what what I'm going to talk about today. Oh Jesus Christ, nine. man! What's the matter I'm with you? <laughs> You didn't, write, you, did, you, was, you didn't write it down? You guys... Hey, you guys keep talking at the same time. It comes out really good. <laughs> Sorry. You, you can talk. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Fucking hell. Oh, no, no. I was yes. just going to say, um, you know, I mean, one of the topics that we talked about uh, back in June was like it, how like we were kind of worried that there wouldn't be enough to make a top tw- uh, releases this year to make a top 20. And honestly, I made it to like 18 or 19 and really had to dig and find stuff that I'm like, all right, I'll put this at my, like, you know, my number 18 or my number 19. Um, so I'm just glad I made it, but damn, like to, this was, I think this year was uh, specifically like, uh, did not have as many releases uh, as I had hoped like in past years. See, I think I might, my list started, I bet you at 25 or 30, I bet you about, yeah, probably 25 or 30. Hmm. There were definitely a couple more that I had on my list, but you know, Neil and I were kind of talking about, or, or I, I don't remember if we were talking about this before we recorded, but my my top ten I always feel really good about. Like I think you can always make a top ten list where you're like, oh, I want every record on that list on vinyl. That's something I'll listen to, you know, years going forward. But the bottom ten they kind of shift. Like whatever one you listen to last is your favorite, right? And and also like I said, I always try to include um, some lesser known stuff in my bottom, yeah, bottom, rather than just because I mean my top ten list. You know, if we're being honest, it's pretty well-known bands. There's not really a lot of, well, I shouldn't say, there's a couple of couple of that are a little more obscure, but it's not, you know, you can find this stuff pretty easily. It's not like, you, you know, it's local releases or something. Well, let me, you know what, well, yeah, let me. I do let love me, to, I do love to write about Michigan bands, but. Let me, let me toot our own horns here is because I've, I've seen Ricky's list and Tom, yep. I think I know what's on your list and looking okay. at my list too. Um, unlike some of the other podcasts out there, and I'm not going to cast aspersions or anything, but um, like some of them... He's not, not on the record. And, uh, <laughs> but, no, but like a lot of them, they'll just, they'll just put pop punk bands out or they'll just put, you know, whatever, you know, one, well, yeah. one, 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 one tiny subgenre. Whereas... A lot of people specialize, Neil. You know, some and people, we, we've always been kind of generalists. Well, as yeah, long as it's not ska, we'll talk about it. Yeah, what I was going to say was, uh, <laughs> I mean, ours is a great mix. Though. I'm looking at this. It's a great mix of newer bands, you know, with new albums, older bands with new albums, bands from Europe with new albums, bands from the States with, you know, it's it's all over the goddamn place. And that's, I think, really, really good. Well, that's because so. we got three gener three generations of punk fans here, Neil. 
here we go again. Okay, give me the shot. Come on, give me the shot. Get it over with now. Yep. I just busted balls. No, it's all good. I got my ten. I'm I'm good. I mean, don't ask me to go to my top twenty, but I got my top ten though. So. All right. So what? So what should we do? Should we do? Um, well, should, should we have us eat ten, ten through first, eight so or something? I think we're gonna let our guest go first. Okay. And we're gonna let him do the bottom, like ten through six, and then he's gonna play two songs. Okay. That sounds fair. Or so I'm something. going from I'm going from ten to six. Yeah, you're gonna yes, you're gonna talk you're gonna talk about them and then you're gonna play okay. two songs, but it doesn't have to be from the ten till six. It could be from your one through yeah, five, whatever I guess. Song. Whatever whatever songs you wanna play, basically. So it's, it's gonna from your top ten. It, it's funny, so we Neil or Ricky has sent us a real exhaustive list of his stuff. I mean, just a crazy list. It's got all his EPs on it, it's got all his LPs on it, a bunch of honorable mentions <laughs> and stuff, so Maybe later Neil and I will pick it apart a little bit, but um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. As of right um, now, so yeah, go ahead and give us your. So this is it. this is it, man. Twenty twenty one in the books. Yeah, I mean we're only two weeks from the end of the year. Nothing else is coming out this year, and no, I'm sure, no. like I said, I'm sure we miss stuff. We always miss stuff. That next year we'll try to do our best to make amends. But right now, Ricky, yeah. ten through six, twenty twenty one. Lay it on us. Yeah, actually, one of the things I did miss last year was the uh, Screeching Weasel record, which this year I've been obsessed with. So, oh, that's great, isn't it? So, uh, so th- there's that. So, um, number ten for me was the D- Dirty Nils Fuck Art album. Um, it was definitely a different take uh, in terms of um, sound for them, but it, you can tell that they've expanded their their sound on that one. Um, it was it came out like on January first, twenty twenty one. So. Um, and so I think it's were you uh, were you singing the I think you because yeah, I'm did. trying to think somebody was recommending I was saying it was did. you it was you him. were singing the praises of it when we talked to you this summer okay yeah and and, um, and when you say it's a different sound you mean a bit more commercial right I mean you can tell they listen to like a lot of metal and Ooh. um and uh, and like non punk stuff and incorporated it in that like you can hear like like Doom Boy is a it's a very metal esque kind of song that the Dirty Nil would do from like. Oh, uh, not not a higher power, but master volume. Like you can tell, like they kind of went further in that direction rather than doing like kind of the hardcore thing. So um, I really liked it, but um, uh, I don't I don't it's not their. I, I wouldn't choose it as their best album, um, but I enjoyed it. Um, mm. My no, my number nine is Catfight. This was a surprise. Um, I had no, this had is a ska band, right? Ska band, so I don't have to go into it too much. Uh, if you guys don't want me to, um, it's, <laughs> no, it's, it's it's a very fun record. Uh, I reviewed it for Punk World Views. I thought um, the lead singer, she is phenomenal. I think she's actually a professional. Like she studied singing, um, and you can tell like she, she's really good. These guys and and the um, uh, it's just a creative take on Scott's. It's on the poppier side. It's not like. Um, Big D in the kids' table or anything like that. This is much more like kind of bright and shiny stuff. So I really like that. Sorry about another Scott album. Uh, well, Jeff you Rose know, here, for on Catbite real quick. It's funny because I hear so many people raving about this band, but I just can't bring myself to check them out. What about you? you know, Have you heard this band or no? I did, and I turned it off after one song. It was not okay. for me. Okay. Not for me. God. It was a, no, no. It was a bit. No, if I like Scott, I'm gonna go like traditional, like late '60s. You know, yeah, Neil doesn't like. I mean, we, we, we're 
it, it, I, I remembered Scott in the 90s, like the third wave or second wave or whatever, when, you know, Monday Way to Boston's and all that. And I can sort of tolerate it. It's just not something I'm into. And I don't even care. You know, I'm not even I don't even really want to disparage people who listen to it. It's just not right. my thing. Yeah. yeah, that's that's totally cool. I just was totally shocked by like her uh, her singing. I, I I think there's some songs in the middle, especially that um, were, were quite good. Uh, the song that I have as my favorite is Call, Call Your Bluff, which I um, it was in it's just fun. It's kind of like an up, up. It's, it's kind of like a more, um, uh, po- a positive sounding album. And, uh, it was just a nice refresher. Another ska band, um, Jeff Rosenstock, ska dream. His so album, this is number, this is number seven. This is number eight. I'm sorry. Oh, um, uh, ska dream. I did not, I listened to no dream, which came out, uh, <clears throat> last year. Uh, and this is the ska version of that album. No Dream did nothing for me. I listened to it all the way through. Then I listened to this. I'm like, this is really cool. And, um, and uh, you know, Rosenstock's uh, solo stuff has always been kind of hit or miss for me. But um, this is definitely a hit. Um, and his Antarctico Vespucci band with uh, Chris Farron is always, always good. So um, this one's just really creative. It was a pretty daring project to make a ska album of your previous album. So, um, so I thought that was a very interesting, creative way to go about it. Um, let me, let me and, ask, let, let me ask this. So I think yeah. I've asked this like numerous times, but I always forget, which just shows, um, what I think about this, but, um, why should we know Jeff Rosenstock? He was in, um, Oh God, he was in a ska band before. Yeah, he was bond the music industry, but I think he, I forgot, it was a dirty, he was in a band before that. Oh, Dirty Thieving Bastards or something like that? It was something like that. Arrogant Sons of Bitches? Arrogant Sons of Bitches, that's it, yes. Um, And uh, over time, he just kind of, and, you know, uh, bond the music industry really built a reputation for themselves for being this incredibly DIY band. Um, And just, you know. What does that mean? I mean, like they they were making their own T-shirts. You should watch the um, documentary that was made about them. Um, and uh, that, I watched it, and it really gives you a good in- insight into what uh, you know uh, they're all about. We've talked about Rosenstock a little bit. I don't want to be la- belabor it too much, but he's another one of those guys. Seems like a really genuinely good dude. Don't have any issues with him, but his music doesn't do anything for me. It's just one of those things. Good, yeah. good luck to you. I, I had I met him. Um, I think We Cool was really good. Worry did not do much for me. Um, this one though, and again, like No Dream didn't do much for me, but this one did. It was just a really, it's a really cool uh, creative ska record. Um, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, and then uh, number seven is this is like a newer band. Um, they've only put out a couple of splits, but it's members of. Um, it features members of After the Fall, and this is Postage. Uh, and by the just side note. As a label that did phenomenally this year was Dirt Cult Records, and this is one mm. of their records that they put out. This is Postage's first LP. I'll be playing a song off this one um, today. Uh, um, this is kind of like I don't know. They said like if it's if you're a fan of like all, uh, you'll mm. like this. It's kind of like, it's kind of a more poppy version of After the Fall stuff. It's different. Um, I think it's much more in your face, much gr- more grittier um, kind of pop punk. And uh, yeah, I thought I thought this was. I even commented. I think I said this is better than the last after the fall album. Like I thought this was really really good. Mm. Um, yeah, that is maybe the worst band name I have ever heard. <laughs> that is just dreadful. <laughs> Can you imagine them sitting around and they came up with let's call our band Postage? You'd be like, Fuck I'm sure. Off. I'm sure. I'm sure there's much more of a of a uh, story behind it. I don't know it. 
Um, but they do have a split with Mikey Erg uh, out uh, that came out a couple, maybe a year or two ago. Um, so uh, what? So yeah, I'll be it's very nineties. It's very nineties alt rock name, isn't it? Kind of you know like when in the nineties everybody had like this is my our new project it's called Fork or Brick or whatever you know everybody had like those. <laughs> Well, regardless, uh, this that's album... That's not that bad of a name. <laughs> anyway. I love Ricky. Is so, he's so careful, he's man. He doesn't want to kiss anybody. I'm trying to make my list, guys. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is my list. He's not, here for the, like. he's not here for the laughs, Neil. He's here for his list. Let him he's very list. serious. Yes. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm here for the laughs. Wait till we get to your list. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't, it's going to be all stuff you never heard of. Even, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so I'll be playing a song from that uh, album. It's really good. But uh, and also check out Dirt Cult Records if you, if, uh, you haven't. And then I another out of uh, Madison, Wisconsin. No, I thought they're wa- aren't they Oregon or Washington? I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure. Isn't that the one where Adam was going to come to the festival and he was going to come visit me in GR? Let me see. Dirt Cult. Anyway, keep going, Ricky. I'll, I'll, I'll anyway, go. and then uh, number six for me is uh, the Mutts Nuts by Chubby and the Gang, their second album. This is my introduction to the band. Um, I had heard of them, but I never really got. I never really took a look at them until um, this one came out, and um, I'll be playing a song from this one as well. It is, oh, uh, I know we'll talk about this. I still have to listen to their first album, so this is the only context I have. Um, but this is a really good hardcore album, uh, but they kind of veer off into completely other genres, and it all, I think, fits together uh, pretty well. It's, it's um, another daring record, I think, that came out this year. No. Um, Let- I can speak to this one a bit because I I actually reviewed the first album on Punk News. It was one of the few reviews I've ever done. So I I did review it and I really liked the first album. Mm -hmm. Um, This one left me cold completely. It's I think I think it's his vocalization. It just wears on me after a while. And mm-hmm. also, there was something weird with the production. I didn't like the way the guitar sounded. It just, I just didn't think. I like it. People raved about it, and I thought it was actually a very, very average album. Sorry, guys. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, I, I again, like, I only have the. I context. hear a lot of people talking good about it now. Like a lot of people like. It. I, I only have the context for, um, for this one. I, I, I've yet to listen to the first one. Um, I, I so I, I'm open. I'm open to that. Um, but I thought this was very good. I think this band has quite the future as well. Um, they're they're kind of blown up uh, in the UK, and I think there's word getting around about them out here and also in Australia. So um, yeah, so I'm I, I'm open to for sure listening to that one. Um, where's my list of songs? Um, <laughs> oh, I, I've it got is. it. I've yeah. got it, dude. Oh, okay. So um, so that was number six. So that was number six. So do I? You want me to get? You want me yeah, to play two, play two songs that two represent. Songs? Some of whatever you, I mean, if, if it's among those five, great. If not, yeah. whatever you got. So uh, these are. So uh, the first song I'm going to play is po- uh, Postage's song 80 to 85. Um, this is my favorite track off the uh, uh, their self-titled album. Are they, are they re- you think they're referencing the old name of the Bad Religion, uh, How Could Hell Be Any Worse reissue? Do you remember the original version that was called 80 to 85? I do. There are a lot of references to different uh, early hardcore and punk uh, albums in this in this song in the lyrics so um you, you can check that so i'm like i i know i think they talk about mile goes to college talk about uh, ramones like rock into russia so you can huh. look out for that those little easter eggs and then the other one i'm gonna play is um and i just lost chubby the, and other the gang coming up tough yeah yeah I'll, yeah i'll be playing chubby and the gang c- 
coming up is it it's coming up tough right coming up tough well that's what you coming had yeah i think it's hanging tough from uh from new kids on the block personally that's probably <laughs> what we should play but there you go no uh be nice uh so yeah so i'll be so those are the two i'll be playing right now all right here you go so this is postage 80 to 85 followed by chubby and the gang with coming up tough <laughs>
There you go. You heard Postage with 80 to 85 and Chubby and the Gang with uh, Coming Up Tough off their Break, 2021 album. What's, what's the album called? It's called The Dog's Nuts or something like The Mutt's Nuts. The Mutt's Nuts. Mutt's Nuts. Okay. All right. Breaking news. Yes, sir. Hmm. I have my Dirt record labels wrong. Ricky is right. Dirt Cult is out of Portland. Dirt Nap is the one I was thinking ah, of. Ah, Dirt Nap, Originally right. from Seattle, currently out of Madison, Wisconsin. Dirt Cult and Dirt Nap. Maybe we should fight each other for the name. That's Maybe. What I think. Yeah. Do you want to go, do you want oh, to go next? Yeah, Neil, or do you go next? Um, you go next, Thomas. Okay. Big T. Big T, as we'll call you from now on. Big TT. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> coming in at number 10, Neil. Yes, sir. Everybody knows the, the. This always dates me. I always have like a few old, old like either thrash bands or um, that kind of thing on my list. But there was very little of that this year. There was a new Exodus, Exodus album, which was actually quite good, but it just came out. I barely had time to listen to it. But at number ten, I actually have Ministry. Oh, the great, oh, interesting. Like, the great like it. Wax tracks, uh, industrial thrash metal sort of band from back in the day course have been around for more than 40 years had a widely variety you know crazy variety over the course of their career but i did not like their last album very much it came out a few years ago i reviewed that i reviewed the new one too this one definitely kind of reminds me of their sweet spot like in the late 80s early 90s um it's political but it's not it's it's not annoyingly so I don't know. It's a cool album. It's called Moral Hygiene. Yeah, new ministry album. If you haven't listened to Ministry for a while, I I would say this is a good place to jump back in. Cool so who, record. Who's who's in Ministry these days? Uh, Al Jurgensen, a bunch of scabs. A bunch of scabs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sure they'll love hearing that. Well, they... I mean, the, the only other guy who was really influential was Paul Barker, and he left 20 years ago or something. Okay. So I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have good musicians because he does. I think Tommy Victor played guitar, and so I mean, it, you know, he's got good people. Um, but you know, the, the band, like their first record is almost like Depeche Mode. I don't know if you guys know that first, it's called with sympathy mm-hmm. and it's really wimpy, like cure Depeche Mode type stuff. And then the next one kind of started to rumble a little bit, but their third album is called the land of rape and honey. And that's where they kind of came into their own. And then of course the mind is a terrible thing to taste, which is their best album. And then Psalm 69. But then after that, they got really thrash metal, which I liked, but I know it's not for everybody, but this album really is a nice, uh, kind of a throwback to the classic era. So, so Tom, it's cool. Who wins in a fight? Al Jorgensen or Marilyn Manson? Well, I'll tell you what. If I had to fight Al Jorgensen, now this is a guy who's probably 60-something years old or 60 years old, I would just bring a magnet because the dude has so many face piercings, he would be debilitated if he took a magnet to his face. Yeah, but so does Marilyn Manson. So who are you going to fight? <laughs> I, think Al, I think Uncle Al could kick. I think Marilyn Manson's a sissy. Wow. You heard it here first. <laughs> Well, he's he's Marilyn a skinny Manson, little dude, a sissy. and we and real men don't beat on women, dude. So or whatever he's been doing with his rape room. Hey, hold on, hold on a second. Let, allegedly, let's not, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> don't sue us, Marilyn Manson. Yes, but I'm sure Al Jorgens is no saint. All right, land of rape. Oh and honey. no, dude, he's a disaster. He's an absolute disaster. But that's part of his charm, I think. All right, what's but, next on your list? Okay, next on my list is a Michigan band that's kind of not real well known. They just put out their debut album on Hey Pizza Records. Now, this is one of those, I think the digital actually came out at the end of 2020, but I'm counting it as 2021 because the vinyl didn't arrive until 2021. They're called the Zoonoids. Have you heard oh, the Zoonoids? Right, well, yes. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things. Yeah, I've heard things. So they're definitely, definitely, Lilling, definitely very Lillingtons like. And I mean that as a compliment. You know, just, just, uh, 
you know, they're kind of horror espionage kind of, uh, that kind of stuff. But that, that type of sound, kind of a rough and tumble Lillington sounds actually a little more rough around the edges. But yeah, this is their, their self-titled debut is number nine for me. Great, great record. We're checking out if you're in that, you know, we have a lot of friends in the pop punk specific kind of circuit, Ricky. And we, and mm-hmm. we love those people. We talk to a lot of them, but I, I don't, you know, really listen to that much of that kind of music. It's so, funny. I always thought I thought you like always had your soft spot bands. Well, um, I I do I do, and I love like what they call the classic pop punk. But when you listen to that now, it's much more punk than what goes for pop punk now. You know? Sure. Yeah. If you listen to like the older Screeching Weasel, it was punk rock records. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but the honorable mention I will give to this one is another Hey Pizza band because I think they ended up like eleven or twelve on my top twenty. It would be the Cap Gun Heroes out of Chicago, who we saw recently, who made a great great record this year called last call for adderall oh which, i, which I, saw I listened to that your, one yeah. i saw that was on your honorable mentions too ricky great yeah great great we just saw them recently they look like it's just like five plumbers or something up there jamming on some great uh pop punk but they yeah, were great like, right neil yeah, I, 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 I checked it out because i saw um i forgot who reviewed it uh on on punk news but probably gave it, jason baygood he's like yeah jason baygood probably they, yeah they gave it a he, uh, well if it was him they gave it a nine i'm like oh okay i'll check this out then i don't know if it's a nine but it's a very good record yeah they look like peg boys younger brothers is what they look like yeah exactly they just look like like i said they just look like italian guys or plumbers or something just but they're super good guys we got to hang out with them. <laughs> hey, we got tom, to hang out with them a couple weeks ago hey tom so what's the Zo- zoonoids album called it's self-titled self-titled okay so yeah i mean it's the, you and said, it's, you said it's pop punk right again. Yeah, it's pop punk, but once again, you know, it's on that Hey Pizza mm-hmm. Records, who also did the Cap Gun Heroes record. Thing is, I think they're just making these things in such small quantities now. Um, I mean, they're selling out almost instantly. I see the 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 Cap Gun Heroes records are all sold out. The Zonades records are all sold out. I was able to get mine uh, from. We had a guy on. Uh, you remember we had Dougie Tangent on from the Detroit guy. Yeah, yeah. Drums for bands. He sells records sometimes. I don't know. He almost does like a little distro or something because he's got so many. Uh, but I actually got it from him. Now the funny yeah, thing yeah. is that the, the the album cover you'd think it was like post punk or something. It's a very dark looking yeah, album cover for a uh, for a for a pop like punk record. It's like if your face was a grilled cheese sandwich or something. I don't I don't know what it is. Yeah, even. I mean most most po- most pop punk bands they have some goofy cartoon on the cover or something, but this is very yeah, dark. That's some creepy ass like uh, thing that'll steals your children and sleep or something. Yeah. So yeah, but no, it's it's cool. And okay, so number eight. I have, and I bet, I wonder if Ricky heard this band because I know he still follows Pirates Press stuff a little bit. Mm. I have a band called Pliskin, a German band on Pirates Press. Did you get a chance to check them out, Ricky? I did not. Did you check them out, Neil, or no? They're no, Pliskin. I did not. Pliskin. P-L-I-Z-Z-K-E-N. They're on Pirates Press. It's Sebi Stomper from the old uh, German oi band Stomper 98, mm-hmm. who's a real hard-edged oi band. And, well, plus they're German. So, like, the language is so like harsh to our ears. Mm-hmm. Just, it, I mean, they might be singing a love song, but they sound angry. Right? Well, please can actually means piss on me. Is that what it means? I could no, not. I just, ma- I just made that up. I was going to say, <laughs> I think it's actually a reference to snake Pliskin from like escape from New York. The old Kurt Russell. Uh, character. I, I could have carried that on there. You guys, you wouldn't have known. <laughs> well, cause I Googled it when I got the record. I'm like, what does this even mean? Mm-hmm. But no, but they're really cool. They're definitely a hard edge, like political punk band, not hardcore, but just a punk band. And the name of the record is, and their paradise is full of snakes. Oh, dot, boy. dot, dot. And their paradise is full of snakes. And it's a great record. I, I definitely, if you like classic punk rock, you will like this record. You should check it out. Cool. 
My next one is a very controversial pick because a lot of people are panning it because it's a covers album. And I, I will admit that this is not high art, but I like the record. I like listening to it. I probably spun it at the house almost as much as any other record this year. And that is the new Queers record, Reverberation, which is the Queers doing a bunch of 60s songs. Do they make them like? Did they do like make them like in a kind of like, like the a queer sound, or do they just cover them? No, no, it's definitely a queer sound, but it's it's just a nice. It's a record you could listen to your mom, Ricky. Honestly, <laughs> wow, that's what you want out of your punk rock, right there. Well, no, I mean it, it's listen. <laughs> you're not always in the mood to be listening to some guys screaming about the government or whatever. It's nice to have a, just like a nice rock and roll record, and uh, the, it, it's I don't know. Like I said, I I don't think it's like a like a creative triumph or anything. I just think it's a good, fun record. I like to listen to. Have you heard that Ricky? Have you heard it? I have not. I've, I've, I've seen the queers a few times. I have not really dug into their catalog though. Well, start with love songs for the retarded and then maybe like beat off or uh, don't back down. But if you get beyond that, then you can get into some of the later records are pretty good too. Yeah. So I mean that, that, that new one, the, the covers album, I think the funny thing is my favorite song on it is the one song on there. That's not a cover. Um, Fuckface, right? See you later, See you later fuckface. Face. Yeah, that's actually my favorite song on the, on the whole album. So that is co-written with the great Ben Weasel. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's a great song. So, anyway, that so and then okay, so we got ten, nine, eight, seven. Oh, number six. Ricky and I both have this on our list. Mine's not quite as high as his, but the new Descendants record. Nice. Pleasantly surprised. I really, really liked Hyper Caffeine Spazny. I thought that was a great record, but they were definitely writing the songs from the perspective of, you know, 50-something-year-old guys. This is an immature record that is a throwback to the era of um, Milo Goes to College kind of thing, and I dig it. I love Milo's strained voice. I like the songs. They're short, you know, short little banger songs, catchy. Uh, I think it's a great album. I, I think it's... Worthy of, you know, Miss, or Descendants only have so many albums. You know, they did four albums, and then they've done three, you know, since their comeback or whatever in the, in the 90s. And, uh, you know, so they only have eight albums. They're all worthy of your attention. But this is this is a nice album. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I actually agree uh, about it being it's, – it's a nice, compact album with some really so – I, I agree, bangers. And if this had come out – I know this is, like, kind of de- like deemed like the Lost album – if this had come out right after um, uh, Milo Goes to College, this would be like, <clears throat> I think they would be the equivalent of like, um, uh, you know, for, you know, if, if Milo Goes to College is the fresh fruit of rotting vegetables for the uh, dead Kennedys, then like um, this would be uh, uh, plastic surgery disasters if it had come out back then. I think this just, I think these songs are really great. I hope they rub off. Uh, for whatever they're going to do ne- on to whatever they're going to do next. Um, but I think like if this came out in, you know, 79, 80, like, or, or, um, or well, like, it would be, it would be, yeah, exactly. Or like, okay, so let's say it came out like 83 or five. True. Like this would be a classic, I think. Well, okay. Huh. So what, what was the first that aren't huge descendants fans? Um, so what was the deal with this? These were lost songs or a lost okay, album so that they had recorded and that never put I, I out think, or something? I think I got this right. So you, so this was a Bill Stevenson kind of passion project. So these were a bunch of songs, old Descendants songs that were never properly recorded, but it was the original lineup. You know, so Steven Egerton and Carl Alvarez had been in the Descendants for like 35 years, but they weren't the original Descendants guys. So they, Bill somehow managed to get 
the original guitar player was it Tony Devetta or something or or is that the bass player? I don't know. I can't remember. People are going to be yelling at me. I'm not that deep in the woods on it. But somehow Bill Stevenson got like the original guys to record these songs. And I think it was even quite a few years ago they started on this, wasn't it, Ricky? And then because the one because the guitar player since died. Yeah, and also you can see them like playing these songs, uh, you know, in very very simple form with like Bill Stevenson singing. I think these are pre Milo songs too. Oh, that could be. Well, yeah, because they were a trio originally with No Milo. And but anyway, they recorded these songs, and I think they during the pandemic or whatever they like they finally got a chance to do it, and they sent them off to Milo, and Milo uh, sang them, and you know I'm sure they recorded the whole thing remotely. But it's it's uh, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of cool. It's kind of a, a love letter to like the original lineup. I mean, nobody would trade the lineup they have now for the original lineup, but it's cool to kind of acknowledge them. I think so. Anyway, that's it. That that was my one record that I'm kind of bummed out. I I finally gave up and just ordered and bought the CD because the record was so hard to get. And then last time I went to my local shop, they had like three copies of it on vinyl. Shame on me. Yeah, I actually snagged um, one of the rare uh, orange copies. Ah, I see the yeah. blue was the I know the blue was kind of the indie retailer copy. All right. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so I'm going to play a couple songs, of course. Well, hold on. Uh, did you do your which ones did you do so far? You did ten, nine, eight, seven. Nope, six. Oh, you did? You did? Okay, Descendants was six. Okay, sorry. Yep. I wonder why we have so much trouble with this. Counting backwards. You know, maybe that's why... I mean, Casey Kasem got paid a lot of money to count backwards. (laughs) But maybe it's hard. Maybe it's something that's worthy of being paid a lot of money for. So anyway, all right. So I'm going to do... For songs, we're going to do Zoonoids, Teenage Werewolf, and we're going to follow that up with Plizkin doing Dear All Happy People.
Zonoids, 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 with Teenage Werewolf, and which was what your number nine, Tom? Is that what Zonoids was? Yes. Yeah. And then Plizkin. I, mean, I don't remember. I hope I don't know if this will match my punk news list or not because I have just already blown it. It's like once I'm done with that list, it's it's such a like an exhaustive uh, like assignment. Like when you're done with that, it's just right out of the brain, blew it right out of the brain. Yeah, right. doesn't matter. And then I know had... the top five. And then we heard Pliskin from Germany with Dear All Happy People from their album. What's their album called? And their paradise is full of snakes. Wow. Angry, angry, angry German folks. And the three little dots before, like Metallica's And Justice for All album. I wonder if that's a little bit of a tribute. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's me, I guess, right? Yep. So, yeah, I try not to show my age. Even though I'm very old, I try not to just do old bands, right? So um, I actually listened to a lot of new stuff this year. And... Probably because we're in that pop punk shitheads group and stuff, I've been exposed to a lot more. Um, it's funny; it's called pop punk shitheads. It's basically Ramones Corp shitheads, right? It's but, basically a, a dirty meme group at this point. <laughs> it basically is, right? <laughs> Which the, I like. Don't get me wrong; I yeah. screenshot and send it to people all the time. Yeah, that that stupid asshole tried to get banned. Um, but anyway, he so who shall not he shall he who shall not be named? Yeah, yeah, prick. Um, Try to do the guy a favor. But, uh, okay, so number 10 on my list is um, a band called the Randells. Uh, I believe they are out of um, uh, Holland, uh, the Netherlands, I believe. But they're clearly, like, it's, like, based on the Riff Randall character from the Rock and Roll High School movie, Exactly, right? exactly. They even have her in cartoon form on the cover of the album. The album is called Kicks, and it is just pure Ramones core, right? So like, exactly what you would expect from an album that's got, like, someone from Rock and Roll High School on the cover. But it's a lot of fun. The songs are all super catchy. 
and they do a really, really good job with the Ramones core. So, um, yeah, that's what my label is that on, Neil? I might have to order that. What like label is it on? Uh, I don't off the top of my let me look that up talk amongst yourselves while i look that no, up no that's all right i gotta order i think that i think i can get it from mom's basement i want to go yes i think that's that where i got mine from i think mine was I from get mom's that basement case seven inch anyway yeah it was either mom's basement or hey pizza i from where i got it from um something like that um so that was my number 10 and then um number nine in this much similar vein and i actually had this in my in my top five back in june um is a band called the shivvies who were another European pop-punk band, um, Ramones core band, I should say. Uh, and their um, debut album, um, it's just called The Shivvies. And uh, I think that came out early in the year, too, like February or something like that. But uh, that's great, too. And, again, very, very catchy songs. Um, you know, very, again, nothing... nothing um, breaking the mold or anything but uh just really good catchy ramon style songs uh very fun i don't know if they're from holland or if they're from germany or i should know that right i think they might be from holland though i don't know why so many good european bands are putting out decent like ramon's core stuff but they have they're from they are from rotterdam so they are from the netherlands your country of your origin right tom yes yeah yes. yeah so again i, I think I, a, I feel such a kinship yeah there you go there you go. I got that. I can't remember where I got that from. It might have been from Mom's Basement again. But they sent me, like, inside the album was, like, six huge stickers and all kinds of goodies. So that was uh, pretty, I, pretty cool. We've talked a little bit about Mom's Basement before. I, I actually had bought tickets for the Mom's Basement show in Fort Wayne, and I wasn't able to go because I had some kids stuff come up or something some family stuff come up and i emailed him and he gave me my money back and i have ordered at least a couple times from now i got like my jeff palmer records and stuff from mom's basement so anyway the guy who runs is a guy named john i don't really know him personally even though we're facebook friends but uh i definitely vouch for that label they, they'll take good care of you. they're good 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 people as we say i actually got that wrong the randell east coast somewhere out of the east coast i think the randells are actually from sweden so, really second biggest band after abba i guess uh isn't it Swedish? Isn't it those freaking Nordic people? They're trying to get us canceled, Neil, or at least me. <laughs> yeah, you. Be, good old Beate. <laughs> the, Nordic, the Nordics are always getting going after me. Yeah, Beate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that good old Beate. Yeah, so the Randells from Sweden and the Chevys are from uh, from from the Netherlands. So uh, again, but they both put out really really fun albums. And again, they're nothing earth shattering, but they just I've played them a lot this year just because they're so much fun to listen to if you're driving in the car or something. You know, the kind of albums that you you hear it once and you already know the you know, can sing along with it and stuff. So very good. You don't have to apologize, Neil. You don't have to make, you don't have to rationalize. You're right. good. Everyone thinks I'm this dour, angry guy and I'm actually not, you know, everyone thinks Where I'm a bad influence. Yeah, bad yeah, exactly. Influence. Bastards. He's um, trying to prove, he's trying to prove them wrong by showing that he can listen to some music that not, it's not dour. Trust me, nobody's buying this. <laughs> nobody's buying this. Anyway, nice go try ahead. though. Yes, nice yeah, try. Exactly. Yes. Um, nine, eight. um, so number eight on my list is actually a band that we are going to have on the show next. Um, the Ramonas from England. They are. Oh, old... I'm glad. I'm glad. I was going to say I'm glad we've already got that one in the can because I hate to make promises like that. Because how many times have we yeah. had something lined up and fall through? But yes, that will definitely. They will definitely be next. This is in the can, as they say. Yeah. So the Ramonas were on all girls. They started off as a Ramones tribute band, but uh, they've certainly evolved beyond that. And uh, we actually asked them in in the inter in our interview with them. We actually asked them questions about the name because it's like it's the Ramonas. You would still think that they're a tribute band, but they're not anymore. They they just put out a really fantastic album called Haphazard, which is um, 
very very varied it's uh you know there's a couple of there's a couple of punk bangers on there um i played uh last punk in the village i think in one of our last episodes which is really good and they have a couple of songs like that on there but the rest of it is uh, there's some like post-punk type songs there's some almost like brit pop type songs it, it's actually a very mature album from these guys and they're actually uh actually excellent i i really really I feel enjoyed like that, that album. this record might be i feel like the record might be in your wheelhouse ricky if you get a chance to Spotify yeah. or something. I think that might be yeah, okay. really. Yeah. And of course, it's on Pro Rock, um, our friend Kenny and Pete, their label. So uh, that's an added bonus, too, because they're, they're good people. So that's my number 1098. That's my number eight. Um, my number seven um, was my number one album um, in, the Ju- in June when we talked about it. That would be The Neighborhood Brats with Confines of Life. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal it's a record. And, and you know what? And I was almost gonna leave it off my top ten because I haven't listened to it in a while. So I listened to it yesterday, and I'd forgotten how damn good it is. It is. Yeah. Really, do you really you, you got record. that on, you got that on wax? I do. I, in fact, I've got yeah. all my um. I have nine of my top ten on vinyl, so that's that's pretty cool, right? I have eight, and I have two on CD. Yeah. Unfortunately. So um. Uh, I know was on. Sunday. No, I I remember like uh. I think I think Neil got like one of the last like limited color ones because he asked like is this still on vinyl uh, after we recorded and I go or before we recorded uh, back in June and <clears throat> I'm like get it here go get it now yeah so I did and it's uh, I'd forgotten how good it was and it is excellent um, Ricky tell us a bit about the ne- neighborhood brats because I forget where they're from and that kind of thing and the whole story they, they are I mean they've <clears throat> it's sort of the main to it's usually it's always the lineup has changed quite a bit it's usually just jenny the lead singer and george who is the guitarist but now i think they kind of have like a solid lineup now um this is their third uh yeah uh, confines of license their third album they're more i think they kind of switch between la and san francisco as their um their hometown but they i've seen them a few times uh one time open for uh nightbirds and they were really good um I highly recommend uh, Claw Marks. That was one of my favorite albums. Uh, I think that was 2018. That one was like way overlooked, I thought. Um, but I'm glad you like it. Like this is this is a band that like I think definitely should. It, it, they're like way underrated. This is a really fierce album, really um, real kick-ass album. And uh, um, I've been having it on <clears throat> rotation throughout the year for uh, pretty consistently. Yeah. Um, it's been and and um, I think this one's a little bit more aggressive than uh, their stuff, uh, their two, their previous albums too. Yeah, it's definitely an aggressive album, and her voice is really, really good. It actually reminds me a little bit of some early uh, female punk uh, vocalists like Pauline at a Penetration or something like that. She's got a really, really good, outstanding voice. The only drawback to it is the cover art is bullshit. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> well, which... um, well, and and uh, I, I I really like that they kind of upped like the. Uh, like the surf uh, mm-hmm. instrumentation in it as yep. well. Like that was something they you could tell they were kind of moving towards with claw marks, but then this time they really did a good job with that. Um, I can't do anything about the uh, the album art for you, Neil. I think it's okay. I think it's fine. It's horrible. Um, Come on. It I'm looks like a bad, it looks like a bad seventies cop show or something. It's I'm, not, I'm not good. so sorry. That, I'm so sorry. This is happening to you. 
Hey, listen, it's a whole package, right? I mean, a lot, a lot, sure. of, a lot of bands don't pay any attention to their album art, which is a real shame because that's part of the package. So, Hey, listen, I do my best album art of the year on my list every year. Oh, good. Good I, for I, you. Like, I, I really think it's important for what? sure. So who um, won it this year? Uh, well, I'll, it's my, it's actually my number four. I'll, I'll mention it when okay. we get to it. Well, and that's funny because getting on to my number 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, coming up to my number 6, um, that is probably the strongest cover art of the year, maybe. Um, I've gotten those number 6, Cap Gun Heroes uh, from Chicago with Last yeah. Call for Adderall. Really? That's your favorite, huh? That's, uh, that's my number 6, and I think the cover art is outstanding. I think the whole album is outstanding. They've done a fantastic job. Again, it's that Ramones Core type type style you know very you know teenage ball of rocket-esque but they do it really really well yeah lots of weasel lots of queers yep. definitely vintage like pop punk yep. yeah. yeah for sure just very well structured songs which you remember you know the old catch in your head you know as catchy as herpes or or, or what what's omnicron or whatever the fuck the new the new covid variation yeah, is that omicron, we're all supposed yeah. to be getting um but yeah, it's just a great album, and we we saw them doing it live last week, and uh, yeah, it's just a great was that just last fun album. It, uh, it was right. Oh my gosh! Yeah, right. <laughs> that was just last weekend. I yes. So, I wonder I'm so tired of this freaking weekend. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I actually put some pictures of uh, from that show up on our Instagram um, of the uh, Capcan Heroes, which was a very very weird. Um, very weird show, which you'll hear about in 146, which I will put up tomorrow. Um, but anyway, so that's my bottom That's my bottom five of the top ten. And I'm actually not going to play any songs off any of those because I've played <laughs> songs. Well, I've all played right. songs from all of those before. The Ramonas we've had on, and we're going to have five songs from them. Um, the Chivies and the Randells I've played before. So I'm going to play songs from my uh, top five. So um, let me start off with... Spoiler gonna, alert. Yeah, I'm going to play, um, I'll talk up the Stranglers, um, new album later on when I do my top five, but I'm going to play this song off of, uh, the Stranglers album, Dark Matters from 2021. Um, it's just a fantastic song and it's got a fantastic video. So that's the Stranglers, this song. And, um, then I am going to play, um, Emil and the Sniffers with Hertz. Which awesome. is um, yeah, the new album awesome. is the new album is absolutely fantastic, just as good as the first one, and this is probably my favorite song off of it. Um, so yeah, this is Stranglers with this song, followed by Amel and the Sniffers with Hertz, H E R T Z. Once or twice, but she'll never be with you the way you wanted to. 
go. Stranglers with this song, and Amel and the Sniffers with Hertz. Yeah, so, I, I, that, that Amel and the Sniffers album is, was also a big surprise for me. I hadn't heard their first album, just like uh, Chubby and the Gang. And I heard Hertz, and I went, what is this? This is incredible. Right. There's so much good stuff coming out of Australia right now. It's, it's, it's kind the of last, crazy. Yes, the, the last few years have been phenomenal for the Australian scene. Yep. I mean, forget I, mullet. I mean, mullets, man. I don't know. Well, I see, well, th- that's one of the beautiful things about it is they don't seem to care about what's fashion, what's fashionable in the yeah. U.S. or whatever. They just do their no. own fucking thing, and I love it. No, you know, I mean, I, I, mean, I think I had, told you I had an opportunity to talk to briefly interview one of the kids from the chats. Oh, well, like, there you go. Dude, what is the deal with the mullets? It's just like it's just like the redneck haircut in Australia. I'm like, all right, it was the redneck <laughs> haircut here too? Twenty years, I thirty mean, years ago. I mean, you have the chats, you have clowns, you have Amel and the Sniffers, you have um, uh, Radio Birdman, like others. <laughs> like I mean, like it's. I mean, they've been the last like 2019 was when I started paying like paying more attention uh, than I usually was uh, to the um, Australia scene. But they've been really killing it up there. Well, Just I see, that slight I, 35 year gap between good bands, but yeah, they are killing it now, right? Well, I I see uh, Ricky. I see that you had uh, that new clown single on your. Um, Phenomenal your single, yeah, that is fantastic, isn't it? Does it matter? Is absolutely fantastic. That's a great song. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I played that um, on when I was on, that here on here back in June when we didn't have enough stuff to list. Yeah, that's uh, right. We did. Yeah. Out. yeah, we did. So, um, so uh, yeah, I think that's. I mean, what what uh, Neil's referring to is the doesn't matters uh, Sarah single. Um, that one is my favorite like single EP of the year. So, um, it, so that's definitely worth checking out. I accidentally got two. Uh, copies of that. I'm not complaining, but that's just. You can send one to me. You can send one to me because I don't have it. But um... well, there's one. So fat. So fat. I think still has them. But I ordered uh, the Australia one because I'm like, are they? I don't know if they're gonna put this out uh, out right. here. So I, I, and they're one of the few bands I'll actually pay the shipping for. So, um, so that's what happened. Uh, but I think fat still has them. I could be wrong. Um, so hmm. I'm waiting for fat to do like a year end sale. A lot of times they'll do a good year end sale. I'm kind of holding out. Uh, I think they close their offices now. Like they, they do, they like go, go on like a two week vacation or something. Well, but I know a lot of times they'll do like, I remember last year they did like $10 LPs or something. I don't know. Oh yeah. 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 They'll do some good specials. They might wait till the first of the year. Um, so here's a question for both of you. Yes, sir. And so one of you, I'm going to ask Ricky first and then I'll give Neil some time to think. Well, you know what? I'm going to ask Neil first, actually give Ricky some time to think because I know Neil has thought about this a little bit stuff that, so when we had Ricky on in June, Yep. For like the mid-year stuff, how did the stuff you had towards the, you kind of mentioned it, Neil? But how did the stuff you had towards the top of your list there? How does it fare now compared to the middle part of the year? So same question for you in a minute here, Ricky. After yeah, Neil. it actually doesn't because I was real um, June. I was really struggling to, to even put a top five together. To be honest, um, <laughs> like I think I had Neighborhood Breaths at number one, and you can see where it is now. It's still in my top ten, but it's at number seven or something. Um, I mean, I had D cracks in my as number two in June. That's not even. Yeah, it's a good mentioned. record. We probably haven't listened to it, have you? It, oh no, I, I have. It was number two on my list in June, but it's it, it didn't even make my top twenty um, by the end of the really? year. Really? Yeah. Um, anti- antagonizes ATL. Um, that's good. Um, it just wasn't good enough to make my top ten. So I, I there was so few that anything that did come out that I liked made my top five list. So there's only like five things on it, I think. I mean, and then I had a lot of stuff like 
the beatnik termites and stuff, which I didn't think was very good at all, but it made my top 10 list because I had nothing else. <laughs> well, it's funny because I had that on my long li- longer list too, but that did not make the cut for my top 20 either. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's one of those questions, right? Is do you release an album early in the year or late in the year? Because if you release it early in the year, harder. there's not that much competition. But, you know, it gets forgotten, well, it's right? Harder for a band. I think it's hard for a band to release an album early in the year and for people to really remember it well at the end of the year. I think you're right. better off in the fall. Right. I think as far as winning album of the year, I bet you the most will go in the fall. But yeah. maybe I'm wrong. I agree. What about you, Ricky? Um, you know, I actually tend to agree. I think if you have an album out in the fall, you're good. But I remember, and I don't expect either of you to have listened to this just because of our taste. Um, last year, Red City Radio put out an album like in mid-December, which was a bad call. Uh, if you want, I mean, if, in terms of yeah, because you, you does, list, I, I have to be, are due like either the first of December or whatever. Yeah. Like my punk news one this year was mid mid-December, which is the latest it's ever been due. Usually, you got that whole last month just totally uncovered. Yeah, so, I mean, in terms of where things landed, I mean, I remember talking about how I was looking forward to the Descendants record, which I think came out in August. So, I mean, um, I'll, I'll get to that soon. Um, Neighborhood Brats, uh, I mean, these are like my top fives now, but, um, you know, like that one ended up okay. Dirty Nil did take a hit down to ten, number 10. Um, Jeff Rosenstock, I think, also went down a few, a few bad, from like maybe four or five to number eight. Um, because I mean, there. Listen, I mean, while it was hard to put a top twenty list together, like I ended up finding some good surprises, like Catfight, like Chubby and the Gang for me, um, Ammo and the Sniffers, um, the Chisel, um, and I knew, and I was looking forward to. I knew there were some things to look forward to. Oh, also, um, you know, I think the Bronx album that made it to number eleven, the Raging Nathans. I'm actually kind of surprised no one has talked about that yet. That one made it all the way down to number thirteen for me. So, um, so I think things took a hit, but not like terror. I don't think terribly. It's just that there are things that the other things that just came out that I just was completely stunned by. It's funny because yeah, I'm probably the one who's who's changed the least on that. My my top five, three of my top five have pretty much been in place since earlier in the early in the year, and my favorite ones rode out the storm, and I didn't think anything came that topped them. So that's always the thing for me is like, okay, somebody has to be like an early year in the year contender. And for both of us, it's going to be interesting when we, when Neil and I do our official like punk till I die top 10 list, which we, we do and we'll put on our on Facebook or whatever. Um, because last year the, there was a consensus number one this year, there is no consensus. Number one, it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting actually. But what I will say, and I don't want to dog this band or anything, but I, uh, that uh, oh dang it! I forgot the name of the band. What's that female front of band you guys are talking? Oh, Neighborhood Brats. I I do not share your you guys' enthusiasm for that band at all. Well, the funny really? thing. The, well, the funny thing is, Tom. I think because you, um, didn't like some of the lyrical content, and it's and it's funny. Like I just, I, I just thought I just thought it was a lot of uh, condescending nonsense. Well, I, I just I didn't I didn't get into it at all. I, it, but it, it's it, just it, I don't know. There's just something about that. There's bands like that. You know, Neil. We we've talked. We have a we have a common dislike of this band called Idols. Yes, and sir. I will tell you right now, I don't need to agree with the band's politic politics. I really don't care about that at all. But there is a certain condescending attitude that some people have that I just it just doesn't. You know what? I, I don't need that. You know. I mean, it's it's so, and, it's, and it's, I did feel that way about Neighborhood Brads, and I just I'm like, you know what? I I, I just I, I'm not getting into this at all. So see, you know, 
it's funny. I, I talk about this with, with my daughter Lydia all the time because she really catches on to lyrics. And I really don't. I'm going with the melody and what the music does to me. I, well, the, trust me. They think they, they, they dislike you too, Neil. Well, I'm sure they do. The neighborhood brats dislike you as much as I dislike them. <laughs> no, but, I, I don't. It's just not for me, man. But like bef- I said, I don't. Before you, before you said that, I had no idea what the fuck they were singing about. I was just I was just into the music. I thought musically it was really really strong. So I'm sure I don't agree with a lot of the stuff they're saying they're saying in the like lyrics. I, said, I, don't even I didn't understand that. it, I so I disagree with everybody. I disagree with everybody. <laughs> There's literally not one band that I agree with politically on the face of the earth. But yeah. so that's not it. Screwdriver, it's just, Tom. Know. Screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> According to Beate, anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because you're a bad influence on me, Tom. I guess, I guess. I, I'm one of these, you know, I, I, apparently I'm some kind of a white nationalist or something, right? But anyway, yeah, I just it just didn't do it for me. So, yeah, but once again, I don't have anything against them, you know, I wish them luck. There's bands that I would wish ill things on. They're not one of them. I, um, I don't know how you could get that because I, I didn't, I could even really understand what she was saying. So I, I certainly didn't nah, get whatever. it. You listen, look, listen yeah. like I said, God bless them. I, I, I got, yeah. anyway, but yeah, my, my top did not move much. My bottom definitely filled in a little bit. Your bottom filled some, in. I bet it did. Yeah, exactly. Too much PBR, baby. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it was definitely, uh, the, the second half of the year. I see, I, like I said, I always feel really good about my top 10. The, the bottom 20 definitely is a little more liquid, a little more fluid. See that's interesting because so, because I thought that I thought what the records that came out in the second half of the year were much better than the first half of the year. So there was there was definitely some good good stuff. I just didn't think there was anything as good as my top hmm. couple of picks. Very anyway. All right, all right, Ricky. All right, so it's up to you, man. Top five. Uh, so let's do this, Ricky. Let's go. Let's go up to number two. Oh, okay. And then we'll play two more songs, and then we'll save our last one and play oh, one last. All right. Good idea. Good idea. How many? Wait. How how many songs? So we're gonna go. Well, so you're gonna do. You're gonna do five, four, three, two, okay. and then do two more songs, and then we're gonna save our last pick and our last song. Sounds good for like a final round. Okay, um, so uh, for number five, uh, Amel and the Snippers, "Comfort to Me." Um, I agree with Neil. I think this. I mean, this is this was my first taste of the band. Um, I had to go back and get the first uh, the first album too. I thought "Hurts" was a is probably one of the best songs of the year, just one of the singles yeah. of the year. Um, uh, that, or at least lead singles. Um, and, uh, this, this album just, just is relentless. It is so good. And, um, such a breath of fresh air, um, really creative, uh, guitar, uh, guitar and drum stuff. Yep. Um, I couldn't get enough of it, uh, especially like in, you know, late summer or, um, early fall. Um, number four, and... no, let me say, let me, let me say something about that band, because I really do like what I've heard. I don't know why I haven't got into it probably because i haven't had much time i just haven't you know there's only so many hours in the day to listen to this stuff but i like yeah. what i've heard from them i so, probably should check them out I, you know remember how last year i talked about how the get dead record was probably like the consensus album of the year within the scene Ugh. i i think that you know that's why we're barely in the scene buddy that's we're right barely in the I, agree. Scene. Well, I, I think uh, i think that this one might be the consensus best of album i mean it's getting reviewed they phenomenally ever yeah uh, yeah, oh, so oh, it could be. Oh, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm fascinated to see what the consensus number one at Punk News is because, man, well, for one thing, there's hardly, I don't know how many people wrote enough reviews to qualify. And I don't know, you know, I just don't know. I don't have any idea what. Uh, you know, what it, my guess, I, I think it could be either Amel or, or the Descendants. Descendants have, have. I don't know about that. I don't know. I think the Descendants won't be on a lot of people's list, period. But I don't know. 
maybe we'll see. Um, and then the next one is, uh, I don't know if you guys listen to this album. It is so good, like shockingly good. I'd, um, never, I'd never even heard of this band, Ricky. Tell, so tell, this, tell us a bit about them. So this is a, another UK band with mem- that features members of Chubby and the Gang. Okay. They are. I don't think they're that new. They had an EP out earlier this year that I looked up also that made my, I think that's my number four EP of the year. This band's called The Chisel. Uh, the sure. album, this is their first album called Reta- Retaliation. Um, and I said best album art of the year for this one. And um, this is, if you like Chubby and the Gang, if you like um, that kind of uh, UK hardcore stuff, check this out. Like, uh, Neil, you should definitely give, both of you should give this one, but Neil in particular you should check this one out the the title track is phenomenal i'm going to play that one uh uh later cool um number three is um i don't know how you guys feel about this band i have a feeling i know what what neil's gonna say but um (laughs) but uh i i was a fan of this band i've seen them a couple times um but i really like well actually I, i couldn't tell as a fan i just kind of didn't pay attention for whatever reason and i should have been like this was totally on me um, this is uh, the band I'm talking about. It's called the, are the Copyrights. It's their first um, full length on Fat. Um, the album's called Alone in the Dome. They are like they do like kind of more anthemic pop punk um, with a bit of Ramones core in there too. Um, I checked out all their stuff, uh, all their main albums uh, this year. It's really good. And then I went and looked for a copy of. Um, report their album from 2014 that came out on Red Scare actually that one's also really really good I had that one on rotation I still have yet to get the vinyl of this one in the mail I do have it on pre-order but this is definitely I think in my opinion this is Fat's best release of the year Um, wow Uh, Tom what do you you think of the copyrights have have you heard this new album at all what's your thought it's funny because I actually do like the band I I have not listened to the new record I have their last few and they're from they're suburban Chicago it's yeah yeah, they're, they're, I, I, yeah, a they're, little they're, bit they're south, a little bit south of that, but yeah. Um, is it south or north? I don't remember. They might be from like Lombards. I don't know. They're from one of the suburbs. No, I think they're. But I think, that, I but think south, the main but... guy, the main singer songwriter, his name is it's Luke McNeil, right? Uh, Ricky, I, or do I, you not I, know? I, I don't. I don't know offhand. I know he's a big producer. I'm pretty sure he produced the new Raging Nathan's album. Oh no way! Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, uh, they're actually anyway, from Carbondale, Rick. Uh, Tom, Carbondale, they're actually okay. from Carbondale, which is actually the home of Eastern Illinois University. So they're actually Excellent. pretty far. So, yeah. yeah. So I've seen them, Ricky, a couple times, and I actually like them quite a bit. And I have some of their albums. But it's just uh, that literally has to fall under the just didn't have time to get to it. This, I got to tell you. The, um, Put the, out all their, uh, they had a bunch of reds, uh, at least a couple albums on reds. <coughs> Bless you. Know, well, yeah. Bless you. They, 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 thank you. Um, they did the. Uh, like that classic red scare to fat wreck jump like uh well yeah but uh, but here's the thing i don't get they did that ricky but they haven't put on album for like eight years or something like what if you listen i, I didn't to... even know they were barely active anymore it's it just seems like a weird one because i don't think they're a band that's going to be out there touring really supporting the album so maybe, i'm sorry maybe, I'm so... maybe fat doesn't care anymore i don't know I, I'm, I'm sorry to uh to like plug another podcast but i listened to their lead singer with on uh uh intruder greens podcast oh god apparently apparently they've had this album in the can for like since like 2019 and things just kept getting delayed um so uh but i'm glad it's out now i think this is (laughs) yeah again i think this is the best fat records album to come out this year 
Um, and the I'll first three, the first I'll three tracks in particular, it's just again, we're just relentless and uh. um, really, really good <laughs> stuff. Um, Neil's disagreeing. I am yeah, gonna, I'm no kidding. I'm gonna okay. First of all, I'm gonna say Tom, Chicago suburbs, my friend, five hundred, uh, four hundred miles from Chicago. Oh, is it really? Okay, it's, I'm it's sorry. Su- I, it's I thought south that. of St. Louis. Um, really? Yes, sir. Oh. Carbondale is equal with Kentucky, basically. Um, I'd seen this. I think maybe did I see it on yours on your top ten? But I seen it on a few top tens. So I listened to it. I downloaded it a couple days ago. It wasn't. It wasn't. It. It's not on mine, but not because I don't like them. I just I just haven't listened to it. Yeah. Well, I think it must have been on. I must have seen it on Ricky's, or I saw it somewhere anyway. So I downloaded it, listened to it. And goddamn, I don't know how this could be considered punk rock in any way, shape, or form. Oh, it, it, remi- it, remi- it reminds me. It reminds me of fucking uh, Loverboy or something. It is just oh, not no, 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 not no, good. No, no. It's just not. Dude, it's just there. You, it's it's just hey, kind Neil, of there. Everybody's working for the weekend, baby. What's everybody's that? working for the weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this no. This this is like I mean Loverboy. I I am a total sucker for Loverboy. anthemic punk rock. That's why Morning Glory is my favorite band of all time. So I did not expect Neil to to be to agree with me on this one. Uh, but "Stuck in the Winter" is one of my favorite songs of the year as well. So it's um, a little slick. I mean, even the last couple albums were a little too slick. Oh um, yeah, I mean, it does have some shiny production on it. That's that's yeah. for sure. It's well, not, I think, it's like not said, as I rough think as I think you guys want. I think that might be the guy in the band, uh, the, the bass player, singer. Anyway, I don't know. I don't. I like I said, I don't want to be. I'm not an expert on the copyrights. I just have enjoyed them over the years. I have too. I saw them open for the Falcon. I saw them for open, open for Teenage Bottle Rocket. So um, in the maybe in the I'm past. wrong. Maybe they are still an active band. I just thought they. I just didn't even really know they were active anymore. Honestly. But, uh, well, anyway. they put out that live record um, fairly recently too. Um, I think they just. Uh, but it might have been four, like, years that. Touring with the Romantics, I believe, and uh, Loverboy. Yes, it's, it a, it's a triple bill. It'll be great. <laughs> Romantics, Survivor, and Copyright. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so what's your number two, buddy? What's your number two? Fucking Neil. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, my number two should not be a shock to anyone. This is, uh, uh, for me, it's Confines of Life by Neighborhood Bratz. Um, I rev- oh. This is one of the few uh, albums that I reviewed for Punk World Views. Gave it an 8 out of 10. It's only grown on me more since uh, we talked about it back in June um heavy rotation as well um and you know there's really not much more i can say i can add to when neil talked about it but um it is probably their best album of the three in my opinion um it's it's just it just kicks ass and um in terms of the lyrics like i really wasn't paying attention to them either like like uh, the same way neil was um because i i don't look at lyrics first but um uh that didn't really, nothing really bothered me in particular, but um, I thought it was a very creative album. I think it's, uh, it was cool that they went back to uh, their first album, like uh, Recovery, and they, just like Recovery, they did um, uh, one, like, kind of surf guitar uh, instrumental, just like Nightbirds do on their albums, and um, I thought it was a real, I think this album uh, did not get enough praise um, throughout the scene and throughout the other websites. Um, I don't even know if Punk News reviewed it, Um and uh, so this was definitely one to check out. It should not be overlooked. And um, so I'll get into the songs that I yep. am going to play. Yep. yep. Yeah, play okay. Two so songs. Th- yep. two songs. Yes, sir. Because then we'll play. Yeah, we'll play something off your number. You don't have any. Do you have your number one album? Do you have a song off of that? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I, so, I do. Yeah, so play two songs. Yep. We'll save that for round three. Yep. Okay. So the two songs I'm going to play are one. The first one is, uh, the chisel, uh, the the title track off their album retaliation. So this is, so retaliation is going to be that track. 
And then uh, my favorite song off the copyrights album, Stuck, uh, the uh, song's called Stuck in the Winter. The album is called uh, Alone in a Dome. And so, uh, yeah, here's Stuck in the Winter. that you've had clues to way in which others might not have to go through what you've gone through. Well, if you're going to do your own thinking, going on your own experience, I've said all the things that I think have been powerful that I know about in my life is love. So I think in as much as you did accept belief in love, in, in love for the people who, who gave you the love, you really have a first challenge of things, which is to say... It's five o'clock and the house is bright, but we
that was uh, Ricky's. Uh, what was that your number three and number two, right? So we had uh, we had the chisel with retaliation and the copyrights with stuck in the winter. And we'll see who who agrees with me and thinking they're a modern day lover boy, or see who agrees with Ricky and think they're. <laughs> well, you know what I? You know what I like. You know why I like coming on here is because usually we have a few things that we all agree on are like good albums, but also I'm able to throw some stuff into this podcast and kind of change things up and yes. uh, a little bit. So Agreed. That's, so if I can do that, I can, I can do that. And also, um, it's fun to uh, go head to head with me on this stuff. So <laughs> it is fun. He is a fun guy to antagonize. I think. That's oh, what, it, uh, even on in- on Instagram too. Again, like <laughs> he he comments. Oh, this is a single, not an EP. I, I just reply. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> well, you should be in our old man punk group, Ricky. You're actually you're not allowed in because you're too young. Yeah. But uh, all this is old men telling each other that they have horrible taste. It's pretty music, <laughs> honestly. Well, the funny thing is, what I love doing to those types is like killing them with kindness because they don't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> they, exactly. they just start. They start to short circuit. And There's have, probably like, the an c word. Yeah. No, we no right. no we just ignore you completely because you're a young pup who doesn't know anything. That's <laughs> that's what it is. That's all. <laughs> all right. Don't hit me so, with your cane, Dad. Please. <laughs> so this time around, I'm starting at number five. Yes, sir. Now this is a guest we had on. I had never heard of him. He was an old friend of Neil's. Um, and this album was another one I think probably came out in 2020 officially. But Rad Girlfriend rescued it from the scrap heap and put it out here in the USA on vinyl, and it's a band called Dealing with Damage. Yep. Um, and it was oh. Ed Shred. Ed, Ed Shred, Ed who went. used to be in the Stupids, yeah. Yeah. So this is a bunch of old British guys, but have made a great, great record. And once again, see, once again, it's not a political thing with me, because I, I doubt Ed and I are on the same page politically. This is a very political record, but it just it doesn't feel condescending to me it's very uh very well done record very well thought out the songs are great uh, it's got a lot of kind of straight up like buzzcocky type punk but it's also got some like post-punk stuff the guitar work is great you have this album right now i do i do yeah it's it's anyway, very it's I, very very good yeah very very good there's a folk song at the end that i think is not that good but other than that literally it's got like 16 songs on they're all they're all pretty creative, pretty bang, you know, musically a lot of variety. It's just, it's good stuff, Ricky. It's definitely worth checking out. I know you like a lot of weird anarcho stuff and stuff. This is, yeah, this you is, know, it's cool. if if it's on, I, I'm getting to the point where if it's on Rad Girlfriend, I will check it out at some point. Yeah, Josh is a good dude. You know, it's funny you were talking about the Raging Nathan's album, and I I do not have it on my list, and I, that's one that was on my short list, and maybe I should have made room for it. I guess to me, I prefer the rougher production of their other stuff than the more pop punky stuff of that one. Um, I thought it was a good record. I just, I just, you know, well, only so much room. Yeah, I mean, oppositional, oppositional defiance. Uh, I should have put on my list. It was in my honorable mentions. There was just so much stuff last. See that one, that. I did have. I think I had yeah. that top ten. And like I said, the new record is good. It's just, it's, I didn't think it was as good as that. No, so maybe no, they're I, of their own success. I one hundred percent agreed with your review. It's like. This is really good, but it's just different, and yeah. uh, compared to definitely um, more pop, definitely more yeah. pop punk, I would say. But anyway, okay. So no, the hold, next hold one. on a second, Tom. Let, let me say something about that. So yeah, the dealing with damage. It was definitely a 2020 album, but yeah, the vinyl probably didn't come out until early 2021. Well, it didn't so I can bad girlfriend until 2020. Yeah, I was right. I'm but, counting it. But um, that brings up a bigger point. So with the huge um problem with vinyl at the moment so we're going to have a shit ton of albums that were released on cd or digitally in 2021 
but they don't we don't see them on vinyl till mid 2022 so how are we to consider those albums are those going to be if i 20... get, if i don't if i get the vinyl in 2022 i'm calling it 2022 that's it i mean oh see interesting i i i, I if, if i have it in some form i consider it like i'll in some form in 2022 i'll consider it 2022 but i'm not going to be like Oh, I have to have the vinyl by this time. Like, I'm just well, if I have it digitally or if it's out digitally, that's when it's out. Yeah, well, you know, and I, I guess I should probably take that back because when I did my official top 20, I put like face to face on there, the new face to face record, and the vinyl doesn't come out till January or something. Okay, I uh, can we talk about that also? I, I listened to that album twice. I don't know what you guys, what everyone's fawning over. I it's could not, not as good as it. the last one, but I think it's pretty good. I liked it. I, I've seen the, see, that's I've seen different, the, see, it's different strokes, right, Ricky? Because yeah. it, it, it's funny that, and Neil and I agree on probably 70% of things, but there's that 30% where one of us listens to it and say, man, I love this. And the other one will be like, man, I think that sucks. So, you know, it, it's fair, right? It's your ear. It's your aesthetic. Yeah. I, you know, and it, it's aside from like Lagwagon, the really early, you know, uh, fat bands just really haven't done much for me. It's like the later stuff that I've, I've always liked more, but I always give them a chance. The um, early, dude, the early face-to-face records, listen to Big Choice or listen to the self-titled. It's so good. It, they were so good. And I thought the last album, which was called Protection, was very good, too. I didn't think this one was quite as good, but I think it's pretty good. I tried Protection, too. I just, I don't know. I don't know no, what it was. You know, it just seemed I, dull to me. That's I tried there Protection. I like to go in Burrowback, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Thank you, Neil. But I'm... <laughs> You're so welcome, all right, everybody. So that, that, anyway, that's for so, you, yeah, mailman Mike. Dealing with damage number five, number four. I have a record. This is probably the least punk record on my list, definitely. Well, that's not true because I have a couple metal records further down. The Jeff, the new Jeff Palmer record. It's called Charts and Graphs. Jeff Palmer, of course, was in the Nobodies. He was in the Queers. We are going to have him on at some point. We, I kind of tried last year, just didn't work out. But um, he plays. The new record is it's like half power pop, but a little bit of like Americana. I mean, it's definitely. I know Neil liked the last one better. They had more, definitely more straight up power pop. But man, I love this record. It's got a little bit of Pixies, a little bit of Replacements, a little bit of Dickies, a little bit of, a little bit of everything. I just, I, I just think it's a phenomenal record. Short little banger, probably like twenty five minutes long, you know. Um, but it's definitely when you're feeling like something a little mellower. It's a, it's a great record. I don't know if that one's on your radar at all, Ricky. But yeah, he's, he's it's good stuff. Yeah, how about that? Um, have, you, have you heard Jeff Palmer at all? I have not. He's definitely popular with that like pop punk crowd. But like I said, he 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 played in a bunch of bands. He's a New England guy. Played in a bunch of bands over the years. Um, number three, I have an album that has almost or a band that has almost no digital footprint. I love these guys. They're from Detroit. They're oi tra- traditional oi band um, called Bad Assets. And they put out a great album. Same thing. I think the digital maybe came out 2020, but the vinyl came out 2021. It's called Ghosts of Old Detroit. Um, these guys, if you see them walking down the street, you would grab your wallet and run. Or maybe throw your wallet at them and run. But they're super good guys. Just like to drink beer. Big boys like to come to town and drink beer and play some great OI music. Um, and number two, I have the Stalag 13 record. Great skate punk, traditional 80s. You know, you'd call it hardcore back in those days, but really just kind of straight up, straight up punk rock, uh, positive message, which is nice this year when you're sort of, you know, which was sort of a shit sandwich to begin with. So anyway, we had John on, uh, the singer on, who's the, you know, the newer singer and, uh, 
just love this record. Just got it on vinyl like a month or two ago. Got the first press yellow. So See, that's another one, Tom. Well, I think that was a 2020 digitally. No, no, didn't... no. It came out early this year, but that's definitely a 2021 album. Yes, okay. this was definitely a 2021 album. All right. It just seems so, so long ago since we had John on. It seems like it was an eternity ago, right? It was by spring, maybe. Hmm. So, all right. So, and then we met him at Punk Rock Bowling, which was cool. We did. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. So, um, I am going to play, first I'm going to play a Dealing With Damage song. This is the the opening track on the record. It's called Stop Everything. And I think it's a kind of a good representation of just generally the style of music on the record. And then I'm going to play the Jeff Palmer song, uh, Many More Drugs, which is kind of a funny take on an old Dickie song. Probably one of the more it's fantastic. One of the more one of the more punky songs on the record. Yeah, so yeah, dealing, dealing with damage, stop everything. And Jeff Palmer, many more drugs.
there you go. Big uh, hey to Ed, Ed Shred, uh, dealing with damage would stop everything. And then Jeff Palmer with uh, Manny Mo and Jack. Boy, Palmer uh, I mean, many more drugs. Sorry. We, Palmer better pick. Come on. We played two. I played back to back Jeff Palmer songs now and back to back episodes because the Christmas episode I played. Uh, his yeah, you Christmas. did. You did. So, yeah, he better. You always do it. You always. No, just kidding. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. Another question before we go through our. Yes, sir. Because I think I think it's always worth talking about because EPs kind of don't get the love. When it comes to year end lists, it's all about yeah. the LPs, right? And I know you made a full list, Ricky, but I don't want you to go through the full list. But yeah, that's okay. You know, just off the top of your head, favorite favorite EPs, the ones the, the enduring EPs of the year that you see getting continued spins into next year. Um. Well, I'll do like I, I did ten. I can just quickly list off my five and talk about a couple. Um, sure. Hold on a second. So, Let, let's let's explain to uh, what do you mean EPs or singles or both? Both. Oh, let's let's keep it together. Let's just yeah, yeah. mix EPs together. and singles. Whatever. Got it. Gotcha. Yeah. So okay. So number five. Um, this is the last Lillington's release. Uh, the cover. The you know the um, enemy U covers. Uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Can Wasn't anybody hear me? Wasn't that an album? No, it's it's only like five songs. Oh, it's it a is. twelve okay. inch, but it's li- it's a twelve inch, but it's literally like twelve minutes long. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought that was really fun. It, Enemy is a band I need to get into more. Everyone keeps talking, and there are a bunch of. It was, re- it was really fun. It was really fun. It was an album dedicated to a band where the singer killed himself a couple of years ago. Yeah, and Enemy U has been on that Red Scare. There are people uh, that were like on the Red and Red Scare bands, Fat bands too. So they're they're worth checking out. I need. I've only listened to one album of theirs. I need to listen to that more. Um, and then, you know, that band that Chisel put out an EP called Enough Said, um, uh, just digitally. Or no, I'm sorry, maybe it was a flexi. I could be wrong. Uh, really, uh, that one just jumped to the, you know, my my top five. Um, the Return of DFL, Why Are You DFL, I thought was very good. Who's, uh, that D- was who's DFL? Uh, they're called Dead Fucking Last. Oh, okay. um, gotcha. They're one of those. East they're on, East they're Coast on, Coast oh, band, we, saw them at, we saw them at uh, Punk Rock Bowling. Yeah. No, we didn't. We did? Well, they were on. They were on, they were on punk rock one. Yeah. Oh, were they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe you did. I did not. They were an epitaph. Yep. They were an oh. epitaph band back in the nineties. They're an East Coast band, aren't they? But though or no? No, I think there's I think they're SoCal. Um, okay, could be. Uh, I saw them open for the adolescents like in 2016. I, I had no idea who they were back then. Um, yeah, they were they were tiresome at punk rock bowling. <laughs> they played too long. They played too long is all I mean. I mean, there's only so much you can take of that kind of thing. Huh. Um, okay. And then. Uh, I mean, this is a band. I mean, these are band, this. This is a split. Um, there's a great Israeli uh, label called Takli Team Holim um, that put out uh, Kids Insane, uh, not on tour, split seven inch. And I'm a sucker, you know, for that, you know, that sugary pop punk stuff. So not on tour did a really good job. Kids Insane are kind of like a, um, they're they're they lean more on the hardcore side of things. Uh, I think. Maybe Punk News premiered something by them recently. They're a band that don't get enough love out here either. Hmm. Um, but there's kind of like this scene within these few bands within uh, Israel that that are actually doing really, really good stuff. Um, and Europe seems to have really taken a liking to them, especially uh, not on tour. Wait, wait, Ricky, I'll tell you what. If if for no other reason, we need to keep you around because you're like our Israeli punk band consultant because literally <laughs> no one else is talking about this stuff. Right. So. I know. I, well, you and Marcy are the only well, two that talk about Israel. Is that right? <laughs> Just so you know, well, not not on tour is. Um, I mean, I mean, I, I'm familiar with them. I think you probably played them on the he here has, before. I know yeah, we've talked has. about them. Yeah, um, uh, they they would do. I I, I don't know. I, I assume I would assume Neil's not a fan, but like I think uh, not on tour could do very very well out in the states if they had the proper backing. Um, they have, mm. I, they 
they are on, um, uh, you know, these, these foreign labels where it costs, you know, more to ship them here than uh, more to ship a record here than the actual record is it's just not really feasible, especially these days. So I yep. think like if fat jumped and got not on tour, I think it'd be a really, really good uh, pairing red scare too. That would be kind of perfect. Um, if that could you happen. Know, and, and I, then, I see that like pro rock, that label we talk about all the time from Chicago where we've never met the owner. We're not even sure he exists, <laughs> but we're friendly with him. Um, they, uh, they were, I know they were distroying some like useless ID stuff. So I know there is some, there's a little bit of, I think maybe it was hey. a European album and they were destroying it or yes. something there. Cause it, it's useless ID is a, uh, uh, Israeli band too, right? Yeah. They, they are, um, they produce, uh, I know their members produce like, um, uh, not on tour stuff. And I think they're involved in that label I mentioned. Um, they also have another, uh, they, they have some other side projects that are really good. Uh, but useless ID, I mean, they're, they're. They're a, a longtime fat band. They put out a pretty good comp uh, uh, this year as well. Just out of interest, roll that back. Why wouldn't Why wouldn't I particularly like that band? Because you're anti-Semitic. No, it's actually. Not I think true. If you, if you That's what like, you get for making me the screwdriver reference earlier. <laughs> I think because it's probably too sugary and poppy for you in, in terms of vocals. I mean, listen, try it. I don't think you. I mean, when I played that that. Uh, that song off their last album on here. I don't think you were particularly fond of it, but you, know, you did wrong. play, you did play that freaking Vandal song, Dachau Cabana, right? Oh, I did, but that was cause it was the offensive episode. God damn it. <laughs> I'm, not being, I'm not being hung with that one. I didn't write That's it. That's true. Well, then you have to say, talk about hanging. Oh my gosh. You just, you just can't stop burying yourself. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Uh, and then, and then, so my, I, I mean, we, and then we mentioned it earlier, but the clowns doesn't matter. Sarah's yes. seven inch single Fantastic. is, is the best like yep. that the clowns can do no wrong right now yep hmm. interesting EP's, yeah. ep singles for you tom um boy easy one i know you and i have both have a real affinity for this yes maybe for the same reason maybe for different reasons the Susie moon ep yes love Ooh. it only yep. three songs but love it yeah um the other one i love came out real early in the year and it's such a beautiful piece of work it's a one-sided uh beautiful like clear wow clear picture disc no the record itself is that 45 adapters record yes it is it does really look fantastic also, you are, are correct both, these are yeah. both on pirates press so pirates press thank you it's such a cool looking record it's like a clear <laughs> acrylic record have you seen that one ricky and it's uh, got like no. this black black skinhead guy in it so it looks like he's kind of dancing around when it spins it's 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 got like six songs on it it's just fantastic man well like, you i mean listen Pirates Press always do like the most creative stuff with their physical format. Well, yeah, but I mean, a lot of their promos are just like black, you know. But this one, oh, it's just so nice, dude. Yeah. Um, the uh, so I love those. I love the split that our buddy John Bates from Born Shitsters put out, which is called Underworked or Overworked Underfucked. I thought that was a great EP. I enjoyed it. It's got like nine songs on the seven inch. Um, I love the uh, couple singles I really liked. I love the Cheats Rock and Roll Love Letter single. I don't think Neil felt the same way about it. I did. The B side is fantastic. It's a Bay City and Rollers I, cover, so how good can it be? Yeah, it's a Bay City know? Rollers cover, but the, the B side is actually would have been like the title track from the re- uh, record. I think it's called, uh, what was the name of the record? What was the name of the album? Cussing, Cussing, Carrying On, Crying, Cussing, Carrying On, or something like that. Cussing, crying, and carrying on. But anyway, the B side is really great. Um, the Bull Weevils put out that new single, <sighs> Liniment and Tonic, which I was really going to talk like. about that. Yeah. And then the the B side was a Lillington's cover. I really enjoyed that. So those that's those are off the top of my head. I'm sure I'm missing some good stuff. But oh yeah, yeah. I, I you know what I forgot to put that the Bull Weevils even on my, on my 
I, I forgot to put that Bull Weevil single on my uh, on my my honorable like, mentions list. That was, I, that like, was fun. I like the A side, but the B side is great. And we had Toby on, and they're doing a full length album, which I'm pretty excited about. I mean, it's, nice. it's been over 20 years since Bull Weevil's done a full of uh, done a full length. So very cool. So anyway, what about you, Neil? Um, Bull Weevils, Liniment and Tonic for sure. Clowns, does it matter for sure? Susie yeah. Moon, Call the Shots for sure. And then I got the Mitochondriacs with their was it an album was it an ep it was eight tracks was it, yeah that's right in the middle you know i'm kicking myself because there was free copies of that laying around the record store i did not grab one and i've been hearing such good things so it's I'm a really fun. really it's every song is super strong and every song is different i i love it actually i've been playing a lot i was actually gonna the, have it in my top 10 albums of the year but i don't know if you consider it an album because it's only eight songs and it's so, only probably so that about was, 15 minutes that was John Jughead Pearson yep. from uh, Screeching Weasel fronting a band with the Cobains, who are a Chicago area band. Um, we saw them open for Boris Sprinkler in Chicago, and they, uh, yeah, it's a great band. Yep, that's a, so that's a good EP. And also the Ramonas with Last Punk in the Village, which I can. Um, was that an EP? Um, it's a, I think it's a digital single. I don't know if there's any vinyl oh, okay. for it, but it's. Um, so that was not on the record that they just put out. No, it is. It's it is on the record. It's like oh, it track ten or something like that. It's a fantastic right. song, and it's got a great video with Charlie Harper in it, and I can relate to it completely. It almost makes me cry to tell you the truth. So there you go. Boy, I think you might have had a stroke or something, dude. I'm a, actually. You think I'm this hard, hardened, no. angry guy, and I'm actually very sensitive. I'm very sensitive. Oh, dude, inside. I get it. I yeah. get it. I cry at movies. I just don't let anybody see me. Well, okay, talking about sensitive, so I've got to do my top five now. Oh, well, my top four, right? Uh, five. Oh shoot! Five, did three, I two. cut you off? Yeah, I'm you sorry, did. dude. I meant to throw in the questions between rounds. No, you, no, you, you, you cut me off, but that's okay. And I'm making fun of you for being old, and I can't even keep track. Put one foot in front of the other. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. And I okay. have to pee. Go okay, ahead. so my number five. You can go pee right now if you want, because you probably won't have much to talk about for this one. But my number five is talking about um, a tearjerker is The Stranglers' um, new album uh, called Dark Matters, which is um, they released it after their original keyboard player, Dave Greenfield. He died this year. So um, he was on most of the songs, but he he died shortly after it came so out. So he was on the record. So who else? Tell me, of the original five guys from the Stranglers, or four guys or whatever. Four. Is there just one guy left? There is, the bass player, Jean-Jacques. Yeah, he's the only guy. That's he's what you build your band around, right? Well, now, player. I mean, the drummer is still alive, but I believe he's over 80. He's I believe, in his 80s, yeah. I believe Jet, Be- Jet Black is over 80, so he doesn't play out anymore, obviously. That's a great punk rock name, yeah. Jet Black. Um, so yeah, Jean-Jacques, the bass player is the only original guy left in the band. Um, Hugh Cornwall is still going, but he, he was kicked out of the band decades ago. So was um, he kicked out or did he go solo? Well, he did go solo, but I think that was because he was kicked out. (laughs) I, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. I don't know if he left on his own accord or whether he was kicked out, but the band continued without him. So I... I don't know. I don't know what the story. Anyway, that it's a fantastic album. Now, Oof. is it a punk rock album? I'm not sure if you would consider it that by any means. But were the Stranglers ever truly a punk rock band? You know what I mean? Well, it's, it's like it's punk adjacent. It's punk, punk. It's certainly punk adjacent, and it's a fantastic album. Um, Viva La Rock gave it ten out of ten. I don't know if I'd go that far, but it is a very strong album. Just great songs. Mm. Um, number four, I have Amel and the Sniffers. Comfort to me. Uh, it is, it's equally as good as their first album. Mm. Uh, now the album art is just dreadful. I don't know what that face is supposed to be. It is scary and just weird, but, um, they're Australian. So what can you, maybe they threw it up in prison while they were there. Um, (laughs) 
but yeah, it's a fantastically strong record. Yo, somebody wrote finish. us. That's not a funny joke. Stop making fun of Australians are not criminals. Stop Aww, making that joke. Are they upset? Oh, you know, they have the most dangerous sharks and spiders and all that shit, and that's what they get. Um, <laughs> it's 5,000 different ways to die in nature. You know? Exactly. Um, I tell you what, I mean, it's a fantastically strong album, but Ricky, I know you love it too. Yeah. But isn't it kind of tiring by the end? Aren't you exhausted of having her yell at you for like 35 minutes? <laughs> um, I no, don't, Ricky you know, likes I a think chick towards, with a mullet. It's fine. I think towards the end... I, I I think a little bit, not like I'm not exhausted, but I do feel like I've definitely gone through, had uh, gone through a musical journey. Yeah, um, um, I, I really I mean, as much as I love the album, it would have been nice if like every three or four songs, they would kind of do a slower one where she wasn't like screaming at me. Um, but it every song is great. I, I, you know, it's every time I listen to it, I'm like, holy shit, why don't I play this more? You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, in. Uh, I I think I I get tired by the time they uh, get to the slow song knifey, mm-hmm. um, and then they kind of picks up from uh, after that. But yeah, I think the, I, yeah. I I think well I do love the whole album. I think the A side is stronger than the B side. Well, I mean, Hurts is on it, and that Hurts is such a great song. Yeah, I, that is just a, that's yeah. just the anthem for this year. Yeah, for sure. it is. It is. All right, I'm putting that on. Just it, as soon as we, we hang up here, I'm gonna put that on. Let's do it. Yeah, do it. Um, number three, I have Teenage Bottle Rocket with six sets. Really? Yes, Oh, sir. I got to ask you about this. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's the strongest album for a while, and it's probably actually the album I've played the most this year. I've seen him two or three times already this year. Um, Did you get your colored vinyl yet? No, I didn't. No. Even though it has shipped. Apparently, Fat Rack have oh, shipped Oh, I was going to say, so. you're going to curse that you gave me that black one. But that's anyway, fine. that's right. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, I absolutely love it from start to finish. I think it's a much stronger record than the last one they did a couple years ago. Um, yeah, I just love it. I think from the first song to the last song, I think it's just a great, great album. It's a fun album. I just really like it. We've, we've talked about Ray Rocket ad nauseum on this podcast. but yeah, we're, we have. Yeah. yeah, we have. But I have that in my top 20, but I do not have it in my top 10. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go on, Ricky. Oh, so argue um, with me. So I have it in my top ten too, but it, I mean, my top twenty as well. It's but it's number sixteen. Hmm. Um, I thought well, it you're was clearly a, wrong. So you know. Sure. Yes, I'll take. I'll. I'll. Yes. All right. Conversation ended. Um, uh, I think for me, it it, it was about stan- a standard teenage bottle rocket album. I didn't dislike it, but I wasn't hit um, as hard like it you know, as like the earlier ones. Um, I just didn't think it really moved uh, or was that particularly like, um, it, 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 there wasn't as much risk taken as um, the others. I thought like it was basically equal to Stay Rad, the last one that came out. Oh, I think, it's the, so I funny. think, I think the songwriting is much stronger than Stay Rad because there was a lot of songs on Stay Rad which basically sounded just like other songs they've done before. Whereas Six Sash, I thought the guitar playing was a little more aggressive and I just thought the songs were all really, really good. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I think they're, I they're, they're not pushing any boundaries for sure. You know, I had this I, conversation not that long ago. It's like, it's the most infuriating thing about being a music fan is if a band changes their sound, oh, you're so mad. 
But if they stay the same, people want to penalize them too. But Teenage Bottle Rocket has been incredibly consistent. But yeah, there's no risk taking. It's it's a little formulaic, but it's good, you know. Oh, so no, I, I'm not saying the album is is bad. I, I just don't think it, it. Obviously, it made in my top twenty. But my my issue is like there wasn't much of a. Uh, I just don't think the risks many risks were taken. No, they could have done, they could have done a little bit of experimental yeah. stuff. I mean, overall, I I like the album. I don't think it's their best, but I think um, a couple. Of, but like just like Stay Rad, there are a couple of songs that I think were really great like guerrilla warfare and theoretical reality like yeah, those two are real like guerrilla warfare is a jam but as an album almost, as a whole, almost lillington almost lillington's esque isn't it because they that's keep, yeah because they keep doing that some kind of little bit of horror stuff that's reminiscent of the lillington's yeah so i think that like this so i think this album i think there's a but there are those few really good songs but everything else I, i'm not going to call it filler but i just couldn't there's, I don't think there's any real memorable songs like after those two. Wow! Um, See, I wouldn't have even no, I, I wouldn't I have even I considered those that. two songs. I would say there's some good stuff that you'll never you never go out of style. Or there's some good. There's a lot of songs I like on it. But I, it's I, like, I, 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 I could probably. But like when it comes to like going out of style, I could put on Stay Rad. I could put on um, you know Freak Out and get uh, you know better. Uh, I'd say better songwriting and um, I don't know about better. Just I, I don't know. I, I I don't. You can't say it's different. No, no, but no, I'm not no. hating. And I, by the way, I am not hating on this band. I love this band. I've seen this band so many times. But I just this one just did not. Uh, this one just didn't stick with me as, as much as I thought. I so I have to, I, pre- I have the vinyl, uh, you know, on pre-order too. Like I, I'm I'm gonna spin it, but I just wasn't. I just didn't think it, it it was as good as it could have been. Hmm. See, I would say Ghost Story, um, Semi Truck. I think those yeah, are some of the best songs good. on the album. Never going out of style. I think it's fantastic. I, I just think it's a really, really fun, fun album, and that's what they are. I mean, it's like the Ramones didn't move much either, but that didn't make their later albums no. No, good. when they did, they got worse. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> End of the century. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I t- listen. I take I take that that uh, that contradiction into account too. I'm not. I don't. But I don't think I'm being too hard on them either. I, again, I like this record, um, but uh, I but I could see this being interchangeable with stay, stay rad at this point. Instead, you put love a boy above them. Well done. Okay, good. I did. All right. Yes, I did. All right. All above. Um, yeah, okay. Un- un- unapologetically. <laughs> all right. Now, what's where you at? My number two. Holy fucking shit. Okay. The Mau Mau. The Mau Mau's. Oh. Um, it's their first album since like 1985. Um, I, who even knew this band was still together? I think they're from Leeds. They're from... Somewhere up north in England, anyway, from like Leeds or Sheffield or somewhere equally unhip. Um, the Mau Mau's put out their first album since the mid '80s. It's called Side by Side, and it is absolutely fantastic. It is um, traditional, like late '80 or mid '80s English, uh, UK '82 sounding hardcore, like uh, anarchic hardcore. It's not crass, but it's it's not a million miles away from Discharge and stuff like that. And this new album just sounds exactly the same. It sounds like it could have come from the mid '80s, and it the songwriting is fantastic, the production is fantastic. I I cannot fault this album at all, and it blows most most bands that call themselves punk rock. This is real punk rock right here. It's fucking so- blistering from start to finish, and it puts most 
most new stuff in the shade. It just does. It puts it to shame. So, so there you go. There's a little bit of confusion, right? Because like, didn't we, I think we've talked about this. Isn't there like, wasn't there like a new wave in American new wave band called the Mamas? There was, I believe there was. Yeah, but this is so obviously when a very I, different. When thing. I first started hearing about the Mamas, I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I mean, I'll listen to Men at Work or something before I listen to that. But <laughs> I listened to this Mamas record. It's like 14 minutes long. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The album. I'm sorry. The al- I got got that wrong. The album is called The Enemy Within. The track I'm going to play is called Side by Side too. Well, the, see, the, the album is called The Enemy Within. within. It's like 15 minutes long, right? Or 14 minutes long. It's yeah. a real banger. Yeah, it is. It's from start to finish. It is fucking a, So, unfortunately, I only listened good. to it the one time, but I did. I really did like it. It seemed pretty cool. So, all right. What songs are you going to spin for us, Neil, other than The Enemy Within or Side by Side or whatever? Yeah, you're gonna I'm going to play Teenage Bottle Rocket Ghost Story, which was their first track from uh, from the album Six Ash. Um, so, Teenage Bottle Rocket Ghost Story. Is the semi-track the first song? No, it was the first single that they put out. Like it oh, was first the, single. The, okay. yeah, the first thing they put out from the album. They put this out a couple of months before the album came out. Um, so Teenage Bottle Rocket Ghost Story, and then the Mau Mau's with Side by Side. So yeah, check them out. I didn't mean to die in the woods that day. I was just messing around. I thought I'd be okay. Now I'm dead and gone, and I'm missing you. Need to see you again I know just what I'll do
because I'm dead and you're alive. Uh, Teenage Baller Rocket with Ghost Story and Mau Mau's Side by Side off of the album The Enemy Within which is like I say it's a fantastic album and you should check it out because it's real punk rock not this fake shit that so many bands pretend to do so there you go so so bonus question again yes sir Ricky you're much younger than we are but when you get to be Neil and I's age we buy a lot of reissues I mean that's I probably buy there's definitely years where I buy more reissues than I buy new releases any reissues really catch you catch you this year, or did you mostly buy new stuff? Oh, uh, re- I mean, uh, this was a good year for reissues. Um, I mean, I'm not, I don't expect you guys to to have gotten these, but um, uh, there was a uh, Fat did a couple of um, Lawrence Arms reissues, which were quite good. They did Oh Calcutta, and then more recently they did um, Apathy and Exhaustion. They did. Um, I didn't get this one, but they did. Um, Civil War by Dillinger Four, um, okay. uh, but the but the big one, and this was like a fairly like big deal for punk vinyl collectors, was um, uh, Creator Destructor Records reissued like three a Wilhelm Scream albums, and they oh. did a and they did a phenomenal job with them. And that is not Wilhelm, what I thought you were gonna say. But that's well, okay. a, a Wilhelm Scream uh, albums, uh, those three are really hard to find uh, mm. for a decent price um, lately, and uh, they. Creator Destructor did an awesome uh, reissue I of them. Never listened to a Wilhelm scream. I okay, don't. I wouldn't know what I've ever heard of. Okay, so check out Career. The first three tracks of Career Suicide. Just, just go into it. I think you'll like them, Tom. Um, huh. uh, and I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I like the sound. The Wilhelm scream. The, ah, the, the Homer Simpson scream. Yeah. I like the sound of it. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. Usually, I found a, a couple of. Oh well, actually, you know. I, I'm gonna get shit for this. Uh, Green Day did uh, that reissue of uh, Insomniac for the 25th anniversary. Really good stuff. I wish it was a gatefold, but they didn't do that um, <clears throat> for that one. Uh, what else? 
Um, not nothing really. I mean, I've been trying to, especially since I've been going to Radiation Records, I've been trying to get like OG presses, not necessarily first presses, but like OG re- uh, press pressings of like of of older bands. I mean, when I went to that Amoeba reopening, um, I the only thing I got was a, an um, <clears throat> an original copy of uh, Brain Drain by the Ramones. Um, it, it has to be really enticing for me to get a. Uh, a, a re a reissue because I'm usually on the lookout for, um, uh, the original stuff. But good um, for oh, you, I, Ricky. Me and you were on the same page at last yeah, on another thing. Good I, for you. I, yeah, yeah, but I, the stuff you want is original pressings over twelve years old, Neil. The stuff you want is like forty years old. That's true. No, well, I mean, well, the no, Ramones no. one is though. The Ramones one's old that he just got. Good for you for getting yeah, that. Yeah, I'm also on the lookout for like the Blondie self-titled record. Like, I don't want a, a reissue of that. I, I want the original. Um, I mean, well, now here's a question comes... for you: Do you want it on the original label? Because that's gonna because that's gonna set you back before they got signed to Chrysalis. Uh, I mean, I'm happy to go to Chrysalis. That's fine. Yeah. Like, I don't need to be like that that intense about it. I mean, See, no, I listen. When it comes to <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to like uh, like record store day this year, I mean, two, the two things that I got were reissues: it was Chromag's Age of Quarrel and the uh, the first Fear record. So. Um, I kind of pick and choose. I got that Age of Coral too. I forgot. See, I had forgotten about that. That was the first yeah. time that had been on vinyl in years. Yeah. So, um, Legit- well, semi-legitimately. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I kind of pick and choose my reissues. I mean, I, if I do a reissue, like, I really want like something like extra put on, like, um, you know, a bonus track or a, you know, uh, a gatefold vinyl, something to really kind of celebrate the record. Actually. Um, another one that I did was I got uh, a limited pressing of uh, Energy by Operation Ivy from uh, that Gallery of Sound store. They had like a 300 copies on like this weird pink and red vinyl. So I got that too because I let go of first press, which I'm kicking myself for. But um, uh, I, I had the chance to get a first press of it and I just – it was too much. But um, So yeah, there are some great reissues this year. Um, uh, but I think the best of all was that – uh, the the Wilhelm Scream Trio for sure. See, that's so funny to me that you were talking about a reissue from an album that probably came out twelve years ago. That that just blows my mind. Well, those are nineties, right? Wilhelm Scream is nineties. No, they're like they're like two thousands. Um, oh, but okay. those records are so hard to find, um, and uh, they don't get they were not getting reissued a lot. I know, it's like, like before the before the vinyl boom again. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. you know, uh, like. I think I know they're on No Idea and Nitro, but like those those labels aren't really doing a ton. No, Nitro doesn't do anything. So uh, these, and and you know uh, the album their album Ruiner, you're not going to get it for under for under a hundred bucks. You know I think No Idea is pretty much dormant at this point too, aren't they? I they're I think their site is still around, but I don't think they're signing. Man, that used to be such a great. Up. They used to be such a great distro, but I think all the bands got screwed and stuff because I used to order from them once a year. They had a great distro. But, uh, I I know that I've gotten some against me stuff from them back in the but day. That was but, a long time. It was yeah. a long time ago. So so, uh, but, so yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of what I have uh, I've added. So for me on that front, and I, I I don't know I don't know Neil and I you know we love that's our common love is a lot of the '80s stuff, but the that Trust Records to me is the big one. That Circle Jerks reissue they did. I mean, I got the plain black of Group Sex, but the inserts and the that is such they did such a nice job on that. Yeah. Um and I think the first seven seconds as well. They really seven seconds. I do not I should have I should have uh, snatched that when we did our record store and store. Yeah. But 
but the, the the crew reissue once again just the real heavy like the case is like twice as wide right the sleeve is like a double double wide sleeve and it's just yeah, it's like really, a gate fold really, and it's got like a booklet and stuff like that so really like, really yeah. well done so those guys at trust are doing good things and i know they're going to reissue like some of the classic byo stuff so maybe youth brigade and aggression stuff like that so i'm looking forward to seeing more from them the records are a little expensive if we're being honest but they do a really nice job um and I did get that Chromags reissue, which was really, really great to finally get that on vinyl. And I did get, just got the freeze, the reissue of the second freeze album. Rabbit oh, Man. I was thinking about getting that. Dude, it's, it's such a great album. Um, I just love the record so much. There's really nothing special about the reissue at all. It does have the, you know, like the original printed insert and stuff, but it's, but it's, it's been out of print for like 35 years. And it's such, such a great album. I've had it on CD, you know, never had it on vinyl. Um, the other thing I noticed he's been doing a lot of them is, you, you know, uh, Asian man records has been doing a bunch of them, which they don't have a ton of stuff I like, but I, I know that at least briefly, and if you hear this in time, you might check it out. Like the classics of love record. Yes. Yeah. So if you don't have that, like I found a copy of it that had just been sitting in a record store for probably like 10 years and nobody apparently in Grand Rapids knew what it was because it was like 15 bucks. And I know that had, they're going for good dollar online 30 40 50 bucks for that record um but yeah so it's a reissue that and then uh, so you know there's always a ton and everything's in such small quantities it's like you have to grab it real quick tom you forgot one on, but... you forgot one the dead boys reissue the young, young loud and snotty oh reissue. yeah the freaking young loud and snotty yeah. boys you know that was on jackpot right? jackpot did a great job with that that was like the spring record store day or june record store day. oh that was that's a great that's such yeah, a great one of the one. greatest punk records of all time and they did a really nice job with that too oh and the wasted wasted youth, youth. yeah they did the yeah, wasted yeah. youth as well yep i got the see i got the neon christ one and i got the yeah that other one uh the other record store day the, the like chromags one so yeah it's actually it's funny i bought something every records all three of the record store days now it's only like i think it was two 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 items for each one i got uh, the pink lingons and the freeze for the last one and i got the chromags and neon christ and wasted youth and god i can't remember but anyway yeah i did end up getting some of that stuff so love my reissues man what about you, Neil? I mean, you, I know you got some of those same ones. Yeah, I mean, like, very much like Ricky. And you got the Ramones. I, well, I've, not not really issues, no. Um, with the Ramones, I only go OG presses. Well, no, but you got, like, the Joey Ramone reissue, right? Oh, the, yeah, the Joey Ramone one. Yeah, I did. Um, that one they did on Record Store Day, which was good. Um, the Dead Boys one, obviously. Even though I have the original, I also got the reissue on uh, on Jackpot. Um I tell you which one I got, which was fantastic. Which is there's very few that you can get that are actually better than the original, either with the album art or the or the sound of the vinyl. Um, there's a label called um, Intervention Records, and they do very few, but they've reissued all the early Joe Jackson stuff, mm. and the reissues of uh, I'm the Man and Look Sharp, are absolutely Great freaking up. amazing. Um, Whoa. Oh. Really, my I, this is crazy. My dad actually said you should check out Joe Jackson Look Sharp uh, yeah. earlier this year. Oh, that's so superb. good, Ricky. absolutely it's, it's superb like a, record. It's like a power pop, new yeah. wavy kind of thing, but it's really, really good. Oh, I that's actually so have the cool. double 10 inch, the double 10 inch reissue of that, and I have an OG copy of On the Man. But yeah, um, Intervention Records does a. Re- I mean, they're like Never those, even um, heard of them. Yeah, they Never do. They do very, very, very few. But the ones they do are super, super high quality. They're not cheap, 
but they're um, they're well worth it because man, when I put that on, it sounds like they're it's actually in the living room with me. The bass is just absolutely well. Those amazing. records are so lively because the guitar is clean. Yeah. It doesn't have distorted guitar, so right. it does have that like that bass funky, not funk, but you can really hear the stro- the stroking of the bass as opposed to like a punk record where it all kinds of blur into a one kind of wall of noise yeah um so if, if you're looking to get any of the joe, early joe jackson albums i would look for those intervention um huh. releases because they're actually because i've got the originals too on my um in, in my collection but these reissues actually sound better um than the huh. than the originals so yeah but yeah i'm a i'm a pretty much an original guy and ricky so i'm like you on that but if i do get a reissue I do not want it to have extra stuff. I want it really? to be, if you're going to reissue it, reissue it the way it was supposed to be done. Don't throw extra tracks on it. That's that's my opinion on it. Okay. Yeah, yeah I well, mean, I also, but I also want like a good like physical representation too. You know, like, you know, something kind of, you know, weird splatter vinyl or um, again, a gatefold record yep. uh, sleeve, something like that. Well, you've got to do like a good extras. job with the sleeve because the ones that really bother me are the people that do these sloppy ass reissues, and the vinyl is just like a press of the CD mastering, and the and the sleeve is just badly done with like a color photocopy of the original album yeah. cover or something. That really fucking bothers me. It's like don't bother if you're not going to do it right. Don't bother with it. You know. Yeah. I, I, by the way, and and uh, back to Tom. Like I had been toying with the idea of getting the classics of love. Um, uh, reissue. I just, I just don't know if I'm going to try and snag a first press or just go for the, the easy route and get the reissue. I'm not sure yet. No, that's that's Jesse. What's his name from uh... Jesse? Jesse Michaels from uh, Operation Jesse Michaels, Navy. right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so. but once again, Ricky, the original came out like 2012, so it's like, you know, are you really losing that much with a nine-year? Um, I don't know. I think it's more just for the collectability. Um. I, I can go either way. Well, they only do it. They only I, did five. They're only doing five hundred of the new press. It's probably going to be just as rare a variant when it comes down to it. So, you know, if I see it in the store like you did, I'll probably pick it up. I, I just I have like a list of stuff that I have like that I want to get like either in store or out of store online. I but then remember. I have like my my store list that I, just I know do, I have a I, colored, I know I have a colored variant, but I don't even remember which one. But like I said, yeah. it's you know the two thousand twelve or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those when I first started reading punk news. That was like the consensus number one album one year. I'm like, oh, I better check this out. Listen to it. I'm like, oh, it's fantastic. And yeah, then, it's good. And and then and also, I, once again, I had the CD. I just didn't have the vinyl. Uh, Asian Man uh, did hint that the um, the EP that came out like a year or two ago will get up a vinyl pressing soon. Yeah, I thought that was on the way. So so I, I think they they that was like on Twitter. I th- I, I think it was finally happening. All right. Well, we listen. We better do our number ones. This is gonna be another one. Of those like two and a half hour i think it's yeah. fine though i mean i think it's fine it is a roundup of the year so i think that's it has true. to be long if that's it was true. like if it was 35 minutes long it would be kind of a shitty roundup right well that's the, okay so that's the last question i'm going to ask before we go to our our final where we try where we basically plead for people to listen to our favorite record of the year like at least give it a chance so better or worse than last year how does how does 21 2021 stack up overall that's always a hard question i don't even know that i have a good answer for it. i'm just curious if you guys have thoughts in that department i mean in terms of like the stuff that i listened to i thought it was a very good year but the thing is like back in june it was like are there going to be enough releases compared to like last year i had a hard time picking my top 20 because there was so much good stuff um you know as you know like i I didn't put the Screeching Weasel and the Raging Nathan's albums on mine because I 
because um, I, I didn't listen to the Screeching Weasel one too much, but there's also so much other stuff. So um, I don't know. I, every there, it, you know, when it comes to like the output, it, it kind of there are ebbs and flows. Um, I thought this was a in terms of like the actual stuff that we got this year. I thought it was a, I thought it was a fairly strong year. I've seen stronger though. I thought it was a much better year than last year, personally. There you go. I think it was. I think it was comparable. I mean, I had the um, I had the Drowns as my best album last year, and I think uh, as good as that was, I think that my album, my top five from this year, are better. Well, that's funny you say that because that was our consensus last year. I think I, I think I don't think you had him at number one. I think we both no, I had, had him at number, number one. Two. Yeah, I, I I just looked. I had him at number one. Okay, I, th- I thought we both had him at number two. Are you sure you had him at number one? I did. I'm just I just looked at my number uh, my top twenty from last year. But I but I still love that record. Mm-hmm. I I just spun that one recent uh, yesterday. And and I think I will still feel the same way with the, my favorite this year too. Yeah, I had, I, had, I had drowns at one, gross polluter at two. Okay, I had the gross polluter in my top top two. See, we had a lot more similar last year. I'm not sure if it was just basically uh, anyone that came on the show. <laughs> well, yeah, there. That, I mean, I do. We do. Get, I do give kind of bonus points if they oh, come sure. on. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, and and well, the thing is too, we always joke about we joke about this with our buddy Richard. How we, you know, they, he always says, you know, we say punk to die podcast selling tens of records, but he's not wrong because Neil and I, a lot of times people will send us records, but we buy a lot. I mean, I buy like that guy came on the show. He was cool. I'm going to buy the record. You know what I mean? It's just it's it's fun to have a personal connection to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know somebody a little bit, it just makes it that much better to have the record. Right. Yeah. I'm sure if Susie Moon actually had an album that would have made our top tens this year. I'm sure. Yeah. Sure and the fact matters, I already had the. I already had the Susie Moon record, but I know you bought it in Chicago and she signed it. The whole band signed it. So that yep. was cool. Yeah, they're, they're recording their album right now. They're in the studio right now recording. Um, but yeah, we, speaking of the Drowns, I think they have like, I don't know. If, I think they have an album in the can. I, I bet you we're going to see a new Drowns album next year. Well, you want to do that? You want to do one more one more round where we talk about, is there anything on your radar for next year? Because I really don't have much. Uh, that Drowns record I'm looking forward to, but I don't know that there's a lot on my radar for next year. Ricky, you got anything that you know is coming that you're yeah. Um, let me New see. Loverboy record, I, I believe. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> tour, uh, Loverboy is touring with Ario Speedwagon and Sticks, Neil. And Billy Idol. So, is Billy Idol uh, no, with Billy Idol's too. opening for Journey. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't know about the Drowns album. I know they're touring a bit. Um Let's see. Uh, I assume I mean, they're going to have. A, they're going to Europe, and when you go to Europe, you have a new record. For, for yeah, for, so for for next year, I'm going to get groans for these two. But Gregor Barnett, uh, he's Who? of the Menzingers. He's he's one of the, he's doing a solo album. He's he's in the Menzingers. Oh, um, oh boy. Yeah, and then uh, Hot Water Music, Feel the Void. Um, you know, I don't I don't hate Hot Water Music. Uh, and then Escape from the Zoo, uh, Counting Cards. That just Fat just announced that for coming out early next year. Dude, you're just making uh, up. You're, you're just making up names now. These, you know, those, doesn't that sound like really something bands. I'm like, like man, I'm going to see Def Leppard, Dokken, and Escape from the Zoo. I mean, that <laughs> sounds like an '80s. I swear, it's something. <laughs> Dude, like they are a, they are a crusty ska punk band with uh, members of Days and Days. Um, complete. So awesome. I would have so I I, I, preferred them if they were here, mother. I'm, I'm hoping, uh, you know, we get a pressing of. Um, What's it called? Fresh Kills by Nightbirds, Volume Two. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that, man. I really, I now I only have. I see. Do you have the first one on vinyl? I do. Yeah, I do. Because I only have it on CD, but I think the new one is so long that it would have to be a double LP. Oh no! Um, uh, I also want the new, uh, the new Public Serpents album, uh, Brutal Youth, 
Um, I believe Postage already has an album in the can. I could be wrong about that. Also, I'm waiting for the new Blood Clot uh, album. Uh, and I think Tsunami Bomb's putting something out, hopefully. I think they have something done. Um, and then, you know, every year I pray for this, but it's been five years, and I just hope Dead to Me put out their album that we've been waiting for okay, since, Tom, like, Tom, 2015. Note to you, let's not have Ricky on next year. <laughs> Fuck out of here. No. I'm back and you know it. Because we got to have him on in June. We got to hit him, uh, him and Swisher, totally, you know? They're like totally, our dudes. I am totally stoked that the drones have something in the can, if that's true. Like, I am I am all on board. You know? Well, I remember they were in the studio, and they were they had pictures of them. I mean, they definitely went in the studio, and they definitely yeah. recorded them. So. Um, Tom, is there anything you're you looking know, forward to next year? <laughs> you know, it's funny, because I really don't know what's coming up next year. I mean, I don't really... I mean, you know, there's like a new Megadeth album coming. I'm sure I'll probably enjoy that. I'm sure that's not somebody there you guys' radar. But I don't know, like, I mean... Is this the year we finally? Is twenty twenty two the year we get the new social the album? I was gonna, I, I was gonna say is fucking Mike Ness. I think Mike Ness has just given up at this point. You know, are they recording? They've been, they, supposedly they've been recording for six years. Album, they've they've been talking about a new album for six years. So who knows? It better but, be the best I, album you know, ever. But miracles do happen, right, Neil? Because the freaking naked ray gun album they've been talking about for twenty years finally came out. So you know, miracles do happen. Well, funny you say that. All right, let's keep that in mind. Keep that record so, you know, in you mind. Got anything, anything on your radar or not really? Because I really, like I said, I really don't have a ton of stuff on my radar. Um, you know, we kind of keep up with the pro rock thing. I know they got some cool stuff coming. New Radio Buzzkills album. There's some stuff coming, but. Yeah, you know what? The only stuff coming for me in 2022 right now is albums that actually have been released in 2021. The vinyl is going to be in fucking August 2022. <laughs> if you don't anything new, you'll still be all right, huh? Yeah, there yeah, the vinyl's going to be fucking shipping. Now, supposedly there's a new Rancid album coming. Which I'm really kind of excited yeah, I about. Yeah. I get excited about a new rants though. I'll be I'm, I'm also, I keep I, buying them, and I just don't care. I, I'm also ha- I'm hoping for uh, now that Off is sort of like making moves. I'm hoping we get something from them soon. Are they making moves? I thought he was well, still doing the Circle how, Jerks thing. Well, well I mean, the they did that. They, they did the extensively cover. in the first half, but they're touring pretty extensively. I can't imagine you're getting anything at least in the first half of the year. But yeah, I, I mean, was shocked, Ricky, because you and I think I don't know if it was you and I that had this conversation or what that. I thought once I thought off was done, but yeah, then they come back with a new lineup, and it's like yeah. okay, cool. So hopefully, it's uh, that means they're doing something. If they put out that Metallica cover, and um, yeah, oh, they're great, man. I have no, I, I love off. Oh, you know I what? You know what? You know what, Tom? Yeah, I'm sorry, there is. So, um, actually, our friend, um, shit, what's not Garage Rock? What what the hell's is what the hell's Jason's album, uh, record label called? Yeah, it's Garage Rock. Records, yeah, Garage Rock. So, um. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have a new Slaughter Boys record coming out, which I'm looking yeah, forward yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool too. You know, he, and his new Gross really... Polluter. There's a new Gross Polluter going to come oh, out. Really? Oh, yep. that's man, I love that Gross Polluter record. I, yep. I'd be stoked for that. You know, they, they, he came out of the gate with a real splash with that label. Yep. And I think I don't know if I think it was probably pandemic stuff because I don't think he did anything last year. Two no. years ago, he had an amazing year. Yeah, but I think I think he there's going to I think there's going to be that, he should reissue that second broken. Broken Bottles album. That would be cool. Yeah, I agree with that. And but I think yeah, I think his stuff is all going to come out like uh, early to mid twenty twenty two. So that will be cool. That early. That's a great little great little label, Ricky, somewhere in Southern California called Garage Rock Records, and it, it's it's really a punk label. I, I I think the Garage Rock thing is sort of misleading, but great stuff. Yep. Cool. All right. All right. Let's. Without further ado, Ricky, Ricky go ahead. What's your favorite record of twenty twenty one? My favorite record 2021 is Ninth and Walnut by The Descendants. Um, Not a bad choice. Not a bad no, choice. I, I think it was, like I said, I think it's, uh, you know, 
if this had come out uh, back in the 80s, like this would be a classic. And I think it will be a classic. I think it's a very nice, tight version of The Descendants kind of doing a throw. Uh, it's obviously a throwback, but um, I think it's definitely a step up from um, uh, Hypercathium Spazinate. This one is just kind of more, again, more compact. To the point. It's kind of apples and oranges, though, isn't it, Ricky? It's kind of. Apples I, I and think. Oranges. I think to some extent, yeah. But um, I hope that. But I found that I, I liked Hypercaffeine Spazinate. I thought it was kind of long, though. There was like a. It was like a lot of tracks. Um, well, it's funny because if you listen to like the because it had that Spaz Hazard EP or whatever, so I actually yeah. had like the deluxe CD that had like both of them on it, and it was quite long. But I think yeah. the actual bare bones album tracks were. I don't know. I think it was. Couldn't have been more than thirty-five minutes. I, but anyway, I, I don't know offhand, but uh, but I really like this. I think the cover art is very clever. It's a lot of it's and it's fun. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I just I, it just has a bunch of bangers on it. So um, I, I just decided, yeah, this is this is uh, my number one for me. I, I think that's a very respectable choice. I like that album quite a bit. I think it's one of those, and it's not like. You know, I think if you put if a new if a new Descendants album comes out and you put it at number one, it's almost like a little too obvious. But I think this one's a little more off the beaten path. I think it's a yeah. I think it's I think it's a cool record. I, I like I said I agree. I, I my only regret is that I bought I had him send me the freaking twelve dollar CD from Amazon instead of holding out for the vinyl. That's my only regret on it. <laughs> well, it's all so, over the place and it's like in all of the uh, record stores now. I'll probably buy the vinyl. I'll buy, just buy the record anyway. Then I give him thirty five bucks. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I've so got, what I've got something to no, say go about I've got something to say about this, but I'm gonna wait till after I do my number one. So um All right. So yeah. You want to and you're gonna spin the the song Nightage. Great song, right? Yeah, great killer killer song. I mean it's probably representative of the album as a whole, a good accurate representation. So Yeah, so uh, am I gonna play that now? Yeah, talk yeah, yeah. Or, talk I say, or if you're, keep talking if you want. I mean whatever I don't I don't um, wanna cut you off. I don't know. I mean I just think like if you haven't listened to this, this is Definitely going to be. I don't think this. I don't know if this will be the consensus album of the year, but like Amel and the Sniffers, I think will be. But this one, like, it's just uh, there's no filler, all killer. That was not a meant to be a some forty one uh, reference, but uh, <laughs> our audience is holding um, their reference anyway. But uh, yeah, so check this album out if you haven't yet. It's definitely one of the best of the year. Um, it's my number one. So uh, I guess I'll play here is Nightage by the Descendants off their album Ninth and Walnut.
so there it was. That was Ricky's number one of the year. Um, that was um, The Descendants with Nightage off of, uh, what's the album called? Ninth and Walnut. Walnut. I'm a mm-hmm. Christmas Walnut. Okay. It's, fu- it's funny because Ricky says, I think the consensus will either be that or the Amon the Smithers. And I'm like, I hope so. Either of those would be very acceptable choices to me. I think those would both be either, I think those are both worthy kind of things. My number one, this album came out really early in the year. I thought it was great. I love the spirit of it. I love the upbeat nature of it. I, I just, I love this record. I, what can I tell you? This, it's Antagonizers ATL, Kings. Have you listened to this record, Ricky? I did. You you uh, told me to check it out, and I did. Yeah, mid-year, it was my favorite, and it never lost its spot. Somebody had to come along and be better, and nobody came along and be better, as far as I was concerned. Yeah, it came out in January or something, right? It was early. Like, early. Yeah, I think it was like the middle of January. It was very, very yeah, early. Yeah, very early. I'm, I'm amazed that, uh, I mean, good for them. I'm amazed that, and we've still got to have them on. We've still got to have them on. And now that you voted yeah, yeah. number one album of the year, I'm sure they have to come on, for God's sake. Exactly. Well, no, once again, he, he was all for it. We just couldn't work out, this, work out the schedule, so we'll, we'll get it. So... Oh. We'll talk it up, Tom. <laughs> well, just, it's just a He's great speechless, record. everybody. Speechless. No, it's just a great, great record. Um, I don't know. I love everything about it. It's got a little bit of street punk, a little bit of rock and roll, a little bit of like Andrew WK type bombastic, just sort of thrashing around. And I, I, you know, the thing is, it's got a lot of songs about, you know, kind of what a crap, what crap the last couple of years have been, but it doesn't, it's not like negative. You know what I mean? It's like, right. it's, it's, it's got a positivity to it. And I, it, maybe it just appealed to me with within the context of what was going on for the year, you know. Mm-hmm. No, so, it's a good album. Anyway, it is a good album. I'll give you, I'll give you that very much. Yeah. Did you like it, Ricky? Um, I didn't mind it. Um, I, I wasn't as, I wasn't as taken by it as you were. I thought it was I thought it was fine. I mean, I put it I I put it in my honorable mentions at the very top. It's just funny though that that because once again because to me this is a no brainer this record is so good I just don't understand how anybody couldn't love it but meanwhile you guys are like eh you know what I mean and that really speaks to the nature of this thing right oh for the sure but th- of- this this is the fun this is the part of the fun of talking about this stuff it's true it's true so anyway. so, what's, so what song are you gonna play Tom I'm gonna play uh, I, and I know I've played some of their songs before you haven't my played this so I, I checked I checked my favorite song on the record is actually. It's called uh, Problems, and it's got uh, Chris Doherty from Gang Green. But this one is called Worries, and it's uh, I like this one too. Worries, worries, worries. Can't get bottom line. Anyway, this is Antagonizers ATL with Worries from their great album Kings. Yeah, I got the worry, worry, worries.
All right. Antagonizes ATL with uh, Kings there from, uh, yeah, came out in January and uh, stayed number one for Tom all, all year, which is uh, which is very cool, I think. Yeah. Neil, where you at? Oh, an album. We were just talking about Social D. They've been 11 years waiting for an album. Yes. Um, Naked Raygun from Chicago, Chicago Heroes. Oh yeah, yeah. Ooh. They've been uh, they've been talking up a new album for five or six years now. They released a track on the internet um, five years ago, which was fantastic. But for whatever reason, the album kept getting delayed, delayed, and delayed. And it was announced mid year. Um, there was a pre release of the vinyl, so I ordered it. Uh, it took four months to actually get the vinyl, which is actually getting to be pretty normal now, right? Um, I probably just got it a month ago, even though the album came out in June or July, I think. Um, but anyway, my album of the year is uh, Naked Raygun, um, Over the Overlords. It's their first album since uh, Raygun, Naked Raygun, and when did that come out? Like 1990, I think, somewhere like that. So it's like the first studio album in like 30 years. Um, Jeez. And it's fantastic. It is fantastic from start to finish. Um I mean, it's sad because, you know, they've had a bass player die. Um, you know, Jeff, the lead singer, is dealing with a lot of health issues of his own. So did Pierre play on that album then? Or did they have a different guy? Well, I, I think, well, the songs, some of the songs have been around for so long. I'm sure he had a hand in writing them. Whether he actually oh, but he rec- wasn't the bass player. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he, he probably recorded a couple of them, you know, that, they, uh, that they've had in a can for a while. But um, whether he recorded most of them, I would guess not. Um, I mean, you got the album, dude. You look at the liner notes, or what? Well, I'm not looking at it right this second. Um, you don't, you don't memorize your liner notes. Funnily enough, no, no. Call I yourself don't. a punk rocker. Um, I mean, when I've seen him a couple times over the last few years, he's 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 come on stage um, for a couple songs, but he certainly wasn't well enough to to play the whole set, uh, which which was very sad. But um, but yeah, uh, it's just a fantastic album, start to finish. I mean, it, it, quality-wise, the songs are fantastic, and most modern bands should listen to this and, and see this is what this is the standard of what songwriting is. Um, it's punk rock, but it's also super catchy, and the songs are just the songs are just fantastic. So uh, oh. yeah, my number one album of the year is Naked Raygun over the Overlords, and uh, the song I'm going to play is um, Living in the Good Times which was like, I think the first lyric video they put out from this in uh, June or July. So yeah, so this is Naked Raygun with Living in the Good Times.
So Naked Reagan there with Living in the Good Times. Um, Ricky and Tom, what did you, you heard, know, you've, heard, again, you've heard this album, my, right? So what did you think? Made my top twenty, but did not make my top ten. And the fact that is, I, I I like it, but I don't love it. It didn't nothing really. I don't know. Did you ever love Naked Reagan though? I I, I mean I love All Rise and you know I, I love their middle period stuff. I guess you'd say. I mean, I, I never had. I mean, not like I loved them more than any other band, but I, I always liked them. I've seen them a couple times, but um, I don't know. I, I haven't listened to it enough. The jury's kind of out, maybe on this one still for me. Um, I listened to it once. I've seen them live once. Um, I this album, I thought it was fine. I didn't really. It didn't really catch me. I, I mean, again, like I didn't really. I've never really dug into their discography anyway. But um, I, I because there was so much hype and excitement about it, I'm like, all right, I'll for sure give this a shot and it it was good i just didn't um it, it didn't take me i kind of put it like i, I kind of had the same view of it as like the new face-to-face record um but again i don't think i had the context uh for the for the really great stuff uh though hmm. interesting here we go well once all, again well you're all wrong um, so you know well, well actually, once again because no. i listened to it and it didn't and i'm like oh, this is cool a couple of songs were pretty mellow, I thought. A little too mellow for their own good. And I'm, I'm like, it's it's really cool, but nothing like Grammy right off the bat. And like I said, I'll give it more spins. I'm not done with it. I'll probably pick it up at some point. Well, I think you should. And I think you'll be amazed, actually, by, wow. You know, you'll, it'll be an earwig or something for you when you're like, wow, this song is actually really good. The hook it's is got good. That thing the... you lo- I think it's got that thing you really tr- you really give a lot of value to, which is that there's the speeds or a lot of writing speeds and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Even though there's no real, there's only a couple of real bangers, I think. Well, I think Broken Things is one. Broken it, Things, which was that, which was that one track that they released yeah, like maybe five years ago. Oh my God, that is so. When you know, realize everything Jeff's been through with his, um, yeah, with his Parkinson's See, that's one of those and stuff. Songs that's so mellow, though. I, I don't know. It, it's cool. mellow. It, it's, it's not mellow at all, man. It's. Oh, it's I mean, the lyrics are touching as hell because he's like he's he's, I, he's, I, he's I, admitting that he basically lost track of his life and it, the whole thing yeah. got away from him and he should have it all together by now, but he doesn't. It's just so. I mean, I guess people of mine and your age can appreciate it maybe more than someone like Ricky would because he's so young and his whole life's Ricky's ahead of him. Still, Ricky's, Ricky's still got hope for the future. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then they had a song called Ode to Sean McHugh, who was the guy that um, originally helped to put together Riot Fest, who died uh, a oh, couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think just think the whole album is uh, I Well, think like I said, fantastic. I will give it more spins. Yes. Um, I don't know that it was necessarily my sweet spot, but I will give it more spins. I will give it more spoons. But what I did want to say was, um, so Ricky had the sentence as his number one. I have Naked yep. Reagan as my number one. Guys, young bands, you guys have got to fucking get it together because these are bands from like 30, 40 years ago, which are winning, yeah, our, which, which are winning our best of the best of the year. So you guys have to fucking get it together and stop. Well, but all even, producing even that, shit you know, it's the same. But even that, you know, we're, we're you and I are, yeah, we're older, obviously, but yeah, it's it's I don't know, but. You, Someday. Hey, you know what? I had Pears uh, as my favorite album of the year last year. So there's there's you that. Did. Yep. That's true. They were they were pretty great at punk rock bowling too, honestly. Yeah, and um, and uh, and then I think before that I had Clowns uh, for 2019. So, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. You know, it's one of those things. You 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 bring a bunch of stuff to the table that maybe isn't on our radar. And most of it I don't get into, but there's usually one or two things you kind of break through. I know Neil's yeah. definitely got into some stuff that you've brought brought to the table. Clown, I know he likes clowns and some of the other stuff. Yeah, so, no, 100%. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I got, cool. into, I, I got into clowns because of Ricky. So even though we, you know, we, we fought around with each other all the time, but I actually do. <laughs> and, and I actually do appreciate having him on because, I, and that's, and I get think another thing, like I was saying at the beginning, 
Our top tens are also different that I think people will be able to find something in each of our top tens, I think. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. That's why, I mean, it would be boring if we all like the same stuff. It would be 100%. boring, but it's also going to be complicated when Neil and I go to try and put this together. Try to, try to make, I mean, it's going to be like a, a wrestling match. We're going to be like, oh, well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a naked ray gun. And, you know, if you give me, you know, I mean, it's going to be because well, we, there has to be some kind of a fair way to do it, but we have so few. I mean, there's a few, you know, I guess there's a couple, but yeah, we have so few. Like that... You two both have Descendants High, and uh, well, we, yeah, but and I'm me and Ricky our, have I'm Amor and the Smithers. the official Punk Die Die list that's you and me, Neil. I mean, that's going to be, there's going to be, it's going to be a lot of going on behind the scenes. We're going to be, it's going to be pot after pot of coffee, just ashtrays full, just trying to. Dude, I don't think, I don't think we have anything that's on our top 10 list that, that are in common. I don't think we sitting have one behind, thing. Yeah, we might just have to literally be like, yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It'll be all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll feed it in the computer, and the algorithm will figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then Naked For Reagan something. will win. <laughs> Maybe. Because I'm the I one, mean, could, I'm the one doing could, it. <laughs> I mean, I could live with that. That'd be fine. But All right. Listen. What have we learned today, guys? Anything? We've learned that we've learned that Lick, uh, Ricky likes Love Boy. We've we've learned, and we we also learned that uh, Neil is a bad influence on both of us. Exactly. <laughs> and he, he um he he he's also very uh, he also is anti-Semitic and makes what? jokes about Jesus. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, listen. Um, you can send us your top ten list. Yeah, yeah, do it. Seriously, yeah. I'd love to see what, uh, what everybody else list, would be listening to. If it's a good list, we'll share it with our listeners. If it's yep. a bad list, we'll mock you in front of our listeners. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, Punk Daily Die podcast uh, on Facebook or Punk Daily Die 77 at Gmail. As usual, it's always fun to have Ricky on. We'll probably try to do this again in the mid, you know, next year, mid-year. Yeah. So we can keep um, it. It's too much to wait till the end of the year, I think, to – Yeah, for sure. Uh, Hey, Ricky, do you, have, do you ever travel with work? Do you ever come out to the Midwest ever or the East Coast or anything? Uh, there, there could be a chance, uh, but it's very, very slim. I don't travel a whole lot. Um, uh, he doesn't leave a 10-mile radius of his house. Neither. That's like true. You. He did say that, didn't he? He did say that. No, I, listen, I used to. I used to. Um, but, you know. Oh, you're so uh, old now. <laughs> no, shows just have – it just – people have been – bands have been skipping L.A. Uh, recently for some reason. Um, uh, but, no, thank, guys, thank you for having me on. Um I just want to I just want to give a quick shout out to Punk World Views where I do my five reviews a year. Um, there you go. And uh, so you know, uh, check that site out. Um, you can find me at Desert Burst ninety two on Instagram. That's where like all my vinyl you know posts are and stuff like that. So you can have more. Uh, so you can see what I'm up to, and uh, you can see uh, Neil troll my posts every once in a while. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> But no, guys, thank you. This is so much fun. I always look forward to these. And no, uh, it's because, always, always good to have you, man. Because I don't, you know, I, I mean, I have, I'm the one, uh, like in my family and amongst my friends that only listens to this stuff. So this is a, this is the outlet where I can like talk about it with people that that kind of that um, that get it, you know. So um, it's and it's always a blast catching up with you both. Well, um, I'm. It looks like I'm going to be out your way in like May. I'm going. I've got to go to a wedding. I think in uh, Ooh, Costa okay. Mesa or something like that. So, oh, Costa, Ro- I don't know where the hell it is. It's somewhere out there. So I will, like I will be coming like out. Four hours from it. Probably like four hours. Costa Mesa. I mean, Costa Mesa is a drive, but if we like meet somewhere halfway uh, at like a record store or um, for or 
whatever. Like we, I'm sure we'll make it work this time instead of like last year where we could, we barely, we could, we were so close, but we couldn't make it. Oh, you know what? Record store next to a bar. It's, it's Santa Rosa. I don't know what Santa Rosa is, but. Oh, Santa Rosa. If Santa Rosa's, uh, if it's, that's like past San Francisco, that is. Oh, shit. 400 miles. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Gee, oh, I don't know if I want to go there. That sucks. I thought it was in, I thought it was in Southern California. Sorry, Bill. Sorry, Bill. I don't know if I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> if if it is the Santa Rosa that I that I actually I went to school around uh, to college up there so huh uh, it's a nice little town but I it's it's a bit far see that's funny because he doesn't live there so I don't know why he's getting married in Santa Rosa that's uh, if it's the Santa Rosa that that I'm thinking of there might be a different one I don't know huh okay well anyway I guess oh, it won't, I guess yeah. it won't be your way then <laughs> yeah. but let me know let me know if it is okay all right man we'll do. Thanks, right, guys. Thank you. Thank you both so much. It's always a blast. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Ricky. We'll talk to you soon, man. Yep. Bye. Yep. Neil, right. what are you gonna say? Leave a little. Leave I'm a gonna little, say leave a little. Uh, leave a little. Leave a little boy. Ricky in your heart. Leave a little lover boy in your heart, and uh, yeah, stay free <laughs> and all that kind of good stuff. And uh, we'll yeah, see, see you in, next year. See you in 2022. Happy, happy, new Happy New Year, everybody. We'll talk to you in 2022. Yep. Bye bye. Bye. bye.